leftovers, or the DMV, or house cleaning, or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We're prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of Ookla speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. Welcome to Duncan Dynasty. I'm your host, Garrett Bouguet. For those of you that are hearing me right now, I imagine you're listening to this uh, uh, delayed version. As uh, Just hang in there with me for a moment as I copy and paste uh, my live link over the social media accounts. You'll probably hear some clicking going on. I will be with you momentarily. All right, we are up and ready to go. Uh, thank you for your patience. Again, this is Duncan Dynasty. I'm your host, Garrett Bouguet. Anthony Brown is uh, not with us this week, uh, so I will be doing a solo live episode here, and I will be doing Game 2 between the Utah Jazz and the Houston Rockets. Houston, of course, uh, the one seed in the West and uh, has home court advantage for the first two games of this series. They ended up winning Game 1 pretty easily behind uh, you know, solid performances from both James Harden and Chris Paul. Uh, the big issue for Utah coming off their impressive series win against the Thunder, of course, is the Ricky Rubio injury. Now, Rubio, he, uh, he struggled uh, uh, a bit with the hamstring, I believe, at the, uh, at the start of Game 6 and then was never able to come back, but Utah still able to pull out that win and the series uh, without him. But, of course, to even get that 3-2 series lead, Ricky Rubio was a key contributor, uh, not only scoring the basketball but rebounding and, of course, his greatest strength, which is his passing and playmaking. And uh, Utah uh, really struggled offensively in that game one against the Rockets without him, and it makes a lot of sense. You know, this, this Jazz team... Uh, not super talented offensively, so they need all of the playmakers that they have. And uh, Qu- Coach Quinn Snyder, who has done a terrific job with this group, elected to go with the likes of Royce Young uh, in Rubio's place in that starting backcourt spot. Uh, so really what, what that does, though, is it just takes a playmaker off the floor completely because Royce Young, or excuse me, I, I said Royce Young, I meant Royce O'Neal. Uh, Royce O'Neal uh, has... You know, has done a solid job for the Jazz, but really he's more of a defensive guy. Uh, he can hit an occasional three. He can play make if the defense is already 
you know, bent and the ball gets to him and the defense is scrambling. Uh, but he's not a guy like Rubio that really you want to be initiating a lot of your offense, running pick and rolls and that sort of thing. Uh, so, you know, they didn't lose much defensively, but, uh, you know, with O'Neal instead of Rubio, but offensively you could definitely tell that was a problem. Of course, Donovan Mitchell, uh, you know, has to step up even more in the absence of Rubio, and he just was not able to knock down the jump shot in Game 1, so that will be a key thing to look out for here in Game 2 is if Mitchell is knocking down that outside jumper. Uh, he, you know, he's a player that, uh, you know, can go hot and cold from the outside, but he's a guy that has that athleticism and that lift on his jumper that you can't really contest his shot that well. He can get that three ball off of just uh, over about anybody. So if he's knocking that down, that helps the Jazz out significantly on the offensive end. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see if Quinn Snyder continues with Royce O'Neal in the starting lineup. Uh, I would almost even consider going with a guy like Dante Exum in that starting lineup. Uh, just, uh, you know, and of course Exum, a young guy, he's had his uh, various amounts of injuries over the years, uh, but he's certainly a guy that has that capability to create offense. He can get to the rim and finish uh, and uh, just give, uh, it w- he would give Utah a little bit more dynamism uh, in that starting lineup and on their offense. So, you know, that would be something I would go to, of course, Exum. Uh, you know, has had his struggles at various times in this playoffs, but he's just a guy that uh, I think uh, brings a little more juice, at least offensively, than a guy like uh, Royce O'Neal does. Uh, but Utah certainly going to have to play better offensively, and one of the biggest concerns in this series uh, for the Jazz is their typical elite defense. Uh, you know, they can slow the Rockets down to a certain extent, uh, but James Harden and Chris Paul are just so good, and with the shooting that they have around uh, around those guys, uh, that you can only hold that offense down so much. James Harden is still going to hit some crazy step back threes over, uh, you know, a really good contest. Uh, so he's gonna he's gonna be able to score against just about anybody, uh, and you know, so Utah is is gonna have to score and try and get into that hundred range and try to try to win that way. Uh, but, you know, the other, the other thing that's interesting, a lot of times you saw Utah switch uh, and put Gobert on an island against Harden, and I didn't really like that strategy either. I think you've got to really, uh, you, know, um, you know, stick to the shooters, make, uh, and maybe except for the, the likes of a P.J. Tucker and an Mbaa Mute, make those guys hit shots. But, but, you know, against Eric Gordon, Ryan Anderson, Trevor Ariza, try and, like, take them away. And make Harden and Chris Paul beat you in the mid-range. You know, try your best to take away those those three-point shots uh, and, all, of course, uh, limit their foul line opportunities and their layups. Uh, but it's, uh, it's also important uh, to just try to keep them in that mid-range area. That's something the San Antonio Spurs did such a good job of, uh, you know, last year in the playoffs when they knocked out the Rockets. And honestly, Minnesota did an all right job of that as well in round one. And Utah really has better, much better defensive personnel uh, than the Timberwolves and perhaps even San Antonio did last year. Uh, so it'll be interesting to see uh, what adjustments Utah makes, of course, after getting uh, down by 25 in Game 1, uh, having really only a day and a half uh, of rest between Game 6 of the Thunder series and then having to come to Houston for Game 1. Didn't get a lot of time to prepare 
but uh, of course, now they've had a couple of days off. It should be uh, plenty of time for Coach Quinn Snyder to have made uh, some nice adjustments to help out the Jazz and try to make them a little bit more competitive in this ball game tonight. So uh, it looks like we're just uh, maybe a minute or two away from the opening tip as uh, to get you synced up. Uh, we're seeing the starting lineups now on the screen for Utah. Of course, it's Joe Ingles and Derek Favors in the at the forward spots, Rudy Gobert at center, and O'Neal and Mitchell at the guards. For Houston, Ariza and Tucker at the forwards, Paul and Harden at the guards, and Capella at center. As now we're seeing James Harden, I am going to pause this uh, right before we get to the tip so that if I am ahead of anybody, uh, that that way you guys can uh, sync up with me and make sure that uh, my commentary is matching uh, the action as it goes. And uh, I just paused it temporarily there. We're seeing James Harden walking in and uh, about ready here to get this opening tip as we've got Royce O'Neal now on the screen. So as soon as the tip starts, that'll uh, be your indicator that uh, we are uh, ready to go here. Uh, Houston in the black jerseys as the tip is about to be thrown up. The official tosses up, and we're underway. Utah with the basketball. They're in their all-white road uniforms. Houston in all black as uh, Utah going from right to left here in the opening quarter. Favors with the basketball guarded by P.J. Tucker. He's being pressured, hands it off to Mitchell. Already nine on the shot clock for the Utah Jazz. Switch, Mitchell tries to find a pass inside. A beautiful find of Derek Favors. He slams it home. So Utah getting off to a 2-0 start. Looked like a slip of the screen there from Favors to get the easy basket. Here's Chris Paul for Houston dribbling. Now finds a cutting Harden who finds a slashing Capella and he slams it home. And we are all knotted up at two. So both teams with dunks on their opening possession. Mitchell with a basketball. He'll dribble right. Throws the lob up to Gobert and he puts it down. So three consecutive dunks to open this ballgame. An exciting start as we're just a little under a minute into this ballgame. Houston with the basketball. Here's Chris Paul dribbling. Now he'll get a screen, gets to the free throw line, pulls from there, and hits four all. We've had four made baskets. Teams are Both teams are two for two to start. Ingles gets the ball at the top, hands it off to Mitchell. Mitchell gets a screen, will pull up for a deep three. We've got a foul, I believe. This one's on Ingles as he decked Ariza to try to free Mitchell up for that three-point shot. Ingles, a guy that uh, tends to get under the opponent's skin, he, uh, he plays rough and physical and uh, tends to kind of get away with a cheap shot here or there as Chris Paul with the basketball getting another screen, gets to the free throw line, goes left of the paint into the corner. Now at the wing, guarded by Mitchell, finds Capella. Capella guarded by Gobert. He'll hand this one off to Tucker who gets it to Ariza. He's got a three from the right wing, no good. Rebound O'Neal. O'Neal will push it up for the Jazz, so no change in the starting lineup for Utah. As O'Neal gets left of the paint, now into the corner. Now we'll dribble it back up. O'Neal finds Joe Ingles on the right side. He'll await a Gobert screen. He tries to slip, but Ingles picks up the ball, throws it left side to O'Neal. Six on the shot clock. He'll cross over on Tucker, gets into the paint. A beautiful shot fake, and he draws the foul on the Rockets' power forward, and he'll go to the line for two. So a good aggressive start from Royce O'Neal. You've seen uh, early on already, I've noticed uh, uh, the Jazz trying to take advantage of the Rockets switching by slipping their screeners, not actually having their screeners set the screen, and they just cut to the basket right away. So O'Neal's first free throw is no good. But uh, that is an interesting tactic in terms of a way to 
attack the switching defense that uh, that Houston employs on a pretty much every possession basis. Royce O'Neal will try to give the Jazz a one-point lead here, and he does. 5-4 to four, Utah. 10-10 left to go here in this opening quarter. Again, you're listening to Duncan Dynasty. I'm Garrett Bouguet, your host. Hope you're enjoying us this uh, so far as we've got a foul off the ball on the Utah Jazz. I believe this one's on Royce O'Neal. So this is the only game of the night in the National Basketball Association as uh, the playoffs have been pretty crazy thus far, usually with two to three games every night for the past couple of weeks. James Harden gets a screen from Capella, gets into the paint, a little floater with the left hand is good. That's a shot that he's employed pretty well against the likes of Rudy Gobert to get it over the wingspan of the Frenchman as Mitchell, a beautiful little dish pack pass to Ingles, and he'll drive on Paul and finish. Nice possession there from Utah. They lead it 7-6. Chris Ball pushing the tempo, gets a screen from Capella, gets to the free throw line. Again, pulls over Gobert. That one's off the back of the rim, no good. Fight for the rebound. It's picked up by O'Neal. Capella got his hands on it a couple of times. O'Neal finds Ingles right wing three. That one's good. Joe Ingles, the three-point marksman in this Utah Jazz starting five, gives the Jazz a four-point lead. Clint Capella at the top of the key, dribbling with his right hand, will hand it off to Harden. He gets into the paint. A beautiful dish to Capella as Gobert came over to try and stop Harden on the drive. And that makes it a 10-8 Utah lead. Really frantic start as we've got nine minutes to go in this opening quarter. Mitchell crosses over on Ariza, gets into the paint, finds Ingles, left wing three again, wide open, he knocks it down. Joe Ingles with back-to-back threes for the Utah Jazz. And they now lead 13-8. Here's Houston coming back. Capella at the top of the key. He'll dribble with his left hand over to the left wing. Gets under the basket, then throws a left-handed pass. Tucker, right corner three. That one's good. Both teams red hot to start. Utah 13, Houston 11. Eight and a half to go in the first. Here's Mitchell with the basketball. Gets a screen from Gobert. Step back three is no good as it rattles out. Rebound Tucker. Here is James Harden with the basketball now guarded by O'Neal. He'll cross over, get into the paint, a Euro step, puts it up with the left hand, nobody is fouled. Harden just forcing his way into the paint there. O'Neal with pretty solid defense originally, but uh, that patented Euro step that Harden has uh, really perfected over the years, getting him an opportunity to go to the line to try to tie this ball game up. Again, really frantic start in the early going. Not really, uh, you know, the pace that I think would favor the Utah Jazz. Jazz probably want to uh, to play it a little bit slower, more possession to possession, so their half-court defense can really try to stifle the likes of the Houston Rockets. As the second free throw is up and good by James Harden. So we are all knotted up at 13 as Donovan Mitchell will walk it over the timeline into the front court. Now gets a double screen, gets right of the lane, finds Derek Favors. His little jump hook, no good. Rebound, Gobert. He tries to put it up over Capella, and it's swatted away. Here comes Houston. It's James Harden with the basketball. He'll find Trevor Ariza, right corner three, wide open, takes a dribble, sets himself. No good. Rebound, Gobert. He'll hand it off to Donovan Mitchell. Mitchell. Into the front court, top of the key, gets a crossover, gets a screen, throws it right side, a cutting Royce O'Neal, and he slams it home. He caught the weak side defense sleeping on that play and gets an easy bucket. So Utah's lead is back up to two here, 15-13. to 13. Harden throws it top of the key to Capella. 
Capella dribbling with the right hand, now picks up his dribble, finds Harden. That's a right wing three. Fakes a right off the bat, then puts up a contested three. That one's no good. Rebound Mitchell. Mitchell will walk it up the right sideline. Now gets a screen from Gobert. Gets to the free throw line, into the paint. Throws the lob. Capella breaks it up. Picked up by Chris Paul. He'll push the tempo. Gets to the top of the key. Now Gobert tries to shut him off. Paul throws it into the corner. The ball deflected by Mitchell. Picked up by O'Neal. Here comes O'Neal pushing the tempo for Utah. He'll stop it up, guarded by P.J. Tucker. He'll throw it up top to Favors over right side to Ingles. Ingles pulls up for three over Harden and knocks it down. The third three-point make for Joe Ingles here in the early going. Utah's lead back up to five, 18-13, 6.42 to go in this opening quarter. Joe Ingles with an 11-point start on four for four from the field. Paul gets a screen, left elbow jumper, that one short, rebound Gobert. He'll hand this one off to Donovan. Mitchell now, one of the candidates for the Rookie of the Year, has been terrific this playoffs. Gets right of the lane, puts it up with the right hand, off the glass and in. Utah's lead up to seven. A great start for the Jazz on the offensive end of the floor, and that will lead to a timeout by the Houston Rockets. We're heading to commercial here, as uh, I'll bring you a little bit of the, uh, the stats we have here in the early going. And the Jazz shooting 70% from the field early on, 75% from three. And Houston, 50% from the field and 25% from the three-point line. But uh, both teams with uh, really good starts offensively. Joe Ingles, again, as I said, 11 points, four for four from the field, three for three from downtown. Uh, pretty balanced the rest of the way. Of course, Royce O'Neal with three, Favors with two, Gobert with two, and Mitchell with two as well. Already uh, looks like five assists for Donovan Mitchell. So, uh, you know, he's, uh, of course, has to take a lot of that playmaking role away from uh, Rubio with his absence. So he's doing a good job of uh, distributing the basketball and getting other players involved here. And uh, Capella with a, uh, you know, solid start, four points, a rebound, a couple of assists, a steal, and a block. Capella has been uh, one of the big... uh, reasons why Houston has become such a threat in uh, not only the Western Conference, but uh, to potentially win the NBA title. Uh, he has just improved his game so drastically and has been an absolute beast in the playoffs so far, I believe, in uh, this postseason, averaging around 15 points a game and 14 rebounds. So he's just been a real dominant player for the Houston Rockets. And he's a guy that you know could make a difference in a theoretical Western Conference Finals against the likes of the Golden State Warriors. That's really been the Warriors' biggest weakness uh, in this stretch run with you know their four-star players in Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Klay Thompson, and Kevin Durant. Uh, their one weakness has always been the center position. Of course, they've got some guys that uh, you know David West is solid for you know, about 12 minutes a night. Uh, But, uh, you know, if Capella can really dominate that sort of a matchup against the Warriors, that gives Houston a little bit better a chance uh, in a a theoretical matchup. But, of course, uh, we've got a ways to go uh, till that point. Uh, Golden State taking a 2-0 series lead uh, last night over the Pelicans. Uh, So they seem to be well on their way towards uh, making another Western Conference Finals. And Houston, if they're able to get a victory tonight, would hold a commanding 2-0 series lead over Utah, but I think Utah has a few things to say about that as uh, they've gotten off to a a really solid start here. Joe Ingles just playing pretty great basketball. Another thing, you know, Quinn Snyder uh, did a lot in that first round series against Oklahoma City 
was uh, he took Ingles out pretty early on in those games, uh, in I think for a couple of reasons. One, to add a little more playmaking to the second unit. So Ingles, when he rested early, he was able to come back in uh, when most of the starters then exited near the end of the first quarter. Uh, so, you know, juice up that second unit playmaking. But also then, you know, he I think he wanted Jay Crowder playing a little bit more on the likes of a Paul George and matching up that way as we're back from commercial now. And uh, hopefully you're uh, able to sync up with me here as we're looking at Kristen Ledlow. Uh, the um, Jay Crowder, you know, Matt, getting that matchup against Paul George was was important as well as Crowder, I believe, already about to... Uh, to, to check into the ball game. Um, and it'll be interesting to see, you know, what he does, uh, what Quinn does in this ball game, considering Ingles is off to such a hot start, whether he sticks with him here or if he continues to take him out early on in the ball game. As we are seeing uh, Dante Exum into the game for Utah and Crowder as well, Ingles sticking out there. Uh, so Royce O'Neal uh, and Favors coming out at this point. So Utah going a little bit smaller here to try to maybe match up with Houston. As a five on the shot clock here for the Rockets, Harden has a mismatch. He throws the lob up to Capella, and he slams it home. That's, uh, that's going to be a problem for Utah if they get Gobert switched on to Harden on a consistent basis. Uh, that's going to uh, be a, a big issue. Harden t- will uh, pretty easily be able to take advantage of his quickness advantage over the likes of Gobert. Ingles with the basketball, throws it left side to Exum. He'll fire a left wing three. That one's off the mark. Rebound Capella. Harden basically just giving Exum that three-point shot. He's going to have to knock a couple of those down to maybe keep the defense a little bit more honest. Harden crosses over, gets into the paint, hands it off to Capella. A fake with the right hand, turns over the left shoulder. His jump hook, no good. He gets his own rebound, though, and puts it in. There was a battle under the basket. Harden keeping that ball alive for the Rockets. And uh, Houston with four consecutive points out of the timeout. It's now 20-17. to 17. Utah's lead is at three. Here's Crowder throwing the lob to Gobert. He gets it, slams it home, plus the foul. As uh, Gobert caught uh, Clint Capella on the wrong side of his body, and Crowder with a beautiful lob pass over the top. Capella trying to stop the easy dunk, committing the foul. Gobert still able to put it down, at least I believe he did. Yes, now uh, Utah's... Uh, Lead is now up to 22-17. to 17. Gobert's free throw rattles in and out, so the lead will remain at five as we approach the five-minute mark of this opening quarter. Eric Gordon into the ballgame for Houston. He gets a screen from Capella, gets into the paint, tries to find Capella, but Mitchell really denying that pass. The ball goes out of bounds. Back to the Jazz. That was uh, something that uh, Houston utilized pretty effectively as uh, Utah overhelping and then finding Capella around the basket. But uh, so far, Utah trying to put the clamps down on that action. Mitchell getting a screen from Exum. He'll get a switch now guarded by Harden. Now Gobert will come over. Double team from the Rockets. Mitchell with a really fiery pass inside of Gobert goes through his hands and out of bounds. That's one uh, thing that Gobert has improved quite a bit, but could still stand to uh, get a lot better in terms of catching the basketball on some of those more difficult passes. As Harden with the basketball now on the left wing, guarded by Exum. Ten on the shot clock. He's going to isolate here. He's dribbling over the top of the key. Now gets bumped by Exum. No call. Another bump. This time they will call the block on Dante as Quinn Snyder. Uh, I'm not sure if he's uh, mad at the call or at Exum himself, but... uh, Exum 
at least on the first possession, doing a good job of standing his ground. It looked like Harden just ran right into him, and they called a foul. Yeah, I'm not sure about that. I kind of uh, feel for the Utah Jazz on that play. As here is Nene driving into the paint, finds P.J. Tucker. His jumper is short. You can see Gobert intimidated him on that one. As here is Ingles and the Jazz. He pulls up left wing three. That one's short. Rebound and Bamute, who's also checked in for Houston. He'll hand it off to Harden. Harden dribbling over to the left wing, guarded by Exum, gets a screen from Nene. Now we'll curl right back towards the left side of the paint. We'll spin, fade away from the left elbow. That one's off the back of the rim, no good. He'll, Exum hands it off to Ingles. Ingles dribbling with his left hand, gets left of the paint. Euro steps inside, has the ball poked away, and it's picked up by Gordon. Nice defense there from Mbamute. Gordon now pushing the tempo. Gets all the way to the paint. Puts it up off the glass. No good. Rebound Gobert. Here comes Utah now. Exum driving down. Gets all the way to the paint. Throws it high off the glass. No good. Rebound today. Back and forth basketball here in the opening quarter. Both teams failing to convert until this play where Mbamute puts it in. Plus the foul. A beautiful pass by P.J. Tucker. Mbamute was in the corner. Then he cut baseline and Tucker found him. And Abamute will go to the line for the old-fashioned three-point play. Both teams showing pretty solid transition defense up until that last possession, or that last sequence. As Abamute uh, coming off of the shoulder injury he suffered, I believe, on the final game of the regular season. It was concerning whether or not that was going to be a more serious shoulder injury. It was, I believe, a dislocated shoulder, but it ended up not being that serious. Only missed, really, the first round, and now is back. As Mitchell with the basketball, guarded by Mbamute, he'll cross over, gets into the paint, fakes the shot, now has the ball blocked by Mbamute, and it's going to be a foul on Utah. As uh, it looked like Mitchell, maybe, is called for the foul on that one as he tried to prevent uh, Houston from getting a quick run out. That's one thing Mute uh, putting him on Mitchell can do that uh, might hurt Mitchell's game a little bit is just giving him a little extra size to deal with. Uh, can't get those shots off as easily over Mute, who I believe is 6'7", with a pretty good wingspan. As uh, Houston in the bonus now, so Luke Richard will shoot two. He knocks down the first. He's lining up the second. That one is up and good. So Houston now on a little bit of a run themselves have cut the lead back down to one. Jazz 22, Rockets 21 as we approach the three-minute mark here in the first period. Mitchell throws it left corner to Alec Burks who hands it off to Crowder. He'll do a step back three. That one's good. Jay Crowder shooting the ball pretty well the last couple of games. Had a, oh, and here's a steal from Alec Burks. He'll drive in. A Euro step move puts it up with a left hand and in over James Harden. So now Utah on a 4 0 run, or excuse me, a 5 0 run. And now they've extended the lead back up to 6. Harden crossing over on Exum, gets into the paint, tries to drive. Exum strips him, and the ball is out of bounds. It will belong with the Rackets. Exum doing a solid job defensively. That was one of the things very early on as we're about to head to a commercial break, and we are now. Uh, that's one of the things that, uh, you know, was was pretty intriguing about Exum when he came into the draft, just his length and athleticism. 
Uh, really, you could see why uh, you know he could become just this terrific defensive player. It's been more the offense that uh, hasn't fully come around yet, which is why he hasn't you know fully realized that potential of being a top five pick. But of course, he's still incredibly young, and uh, because of injuries, hasn't had opportunities to have an off season where he can really develop his skills uh, and and you know build upon that over the course of a full NBA season. But I, I really do like Exum, and I think uh, without Rubio, I think he's going to be a, a guy that has to step up and play well for the Utah Jazz if if they want to stand any chance of competing in uh, in this series against a a really prolific offense that is the uh, the Houston Rockets. Again, this is Duncan Dynasty. I am your host, Garrett Bouguet. Thank you so much for uh, for joining me and listening as I uh, do this play by play of the. Utah Jazz traveling to Houston to take on the Rockets here in Game 2 of the Western Conference Semifinals. Of course, Houston with a, a big win in Game 1. I believe it was 110-96, to and it really wasn't even that close. They were up 25 at the half. Uh, but uh, I will be doing a play-by-play and also giving my thoughts of uh, all of the other playoff series that have gone on. Uh, and, uh, of course, my, my recap of uh, what was a very exciting and fun Uh, opening round of the NBA playoffs. Uh, But uh, I also, uh, for halftime, I thought I might uh, go a little bit away from the sport of basketball and discuss my thoughts on uh, the UEFA Champions League final. Uh, If any of you don't know, uh, Liverpool was able to uh, advance today in their second leg against the likes of Roma. So the final on May 26th will be Real Madrid, who's won the competition two consecutive years against the likes of uh, Liverpool. So uh, at halftime, I will uh, uh, be breaking that down and giving you my thoughts on who I think uh, uh, will pull that one off and see if uh, if Real Madrid will go for the three-peat or if uh, Liverpool under Klopp will be able to uh, to pull off the upset and, uh, and win another European championship. But, uh, you know, this matchup between Houston and Utah is a is a battle to see who will face the winner of Golden State versus New Orleans. And as of now, it appears that it's likely to be Golden State. I thought that was going to be a little bit more competitive than it has been thus far. But uh, the fact that Steph Curry not only came back in Game 2, which was a little earlier than a lot of people were projecting, uh, you know, even just a couple of weeks ago, uh, but then last night playing extremely well, I believe scoring 28 points on 18 shooting possessions, so Steph Curry looking pretty good, at least especially with the jump shot. Uh, of course, when it comes to uh, a knee injury with that, with Steph Curry, I think a big thing to look out for is not necessarily if he's making the jump shot, but more of is he able to dribble past guys and utilize his quickness. I think in 2016 when he had that similar injury, that was something that he struggled with. Of course, that sequence in Game 7 where he wasn't able to get to uh, really create separation against a Kevin Love as we are back now, as Chris Paul along the uh, far baseline will inbound it for Houston with 13 on the shot clock. He'll get it into Nene. I'll talk more about that Warriors-Pelicans series uh, at the next commercial break. Chris Paul gets a screen from Nene, dribbles right to the free throw line, now backs out, gets to the right elbow, shoots over favors. That one bounces off the rim a couple of times and picked up by Crowder. Crowder will hand this one off to Donovan Mitchell. Mitchell dribbling over the timeline into the front court. Guarded by Mbamute. 
Throws it to the top of the key to Favors. Ten on the shot clock. He'll hand it off to Jay Crowder. Guarded by Nene. He'll drive past him. Now will fade away from about ten feet. That one's long. Tip up by Favors. He got it to himself off the backboard and then put it in. A beautiful play from the Jazz forward. And the Utah lead is now up to eight, 29-21. As we've got a minute 47 to go in this first quarter. Chris Paul throws it right corner. Gordon three ball. That one's off the side of the rim. No good. Rebound Crowder. Crowder will push the tempo, gets over to the right wing, guarded by Nene. He'll hand it off to Mitchell, who's driving into the paint, gets there and puts up the shot uh, about uh, four feet away and gets fouled. So he will go to the line for two. That's something that uh, could be useful for Mitchell, especially against the likes of Mbamute. Uh, you know, Mbamute's length might give him problems, but if he can catch the ball already headed towards the basket, maybe he can try to use that quickness and speed to get around the likes of Houston's uh, arguably their best defender in Luke Richard and Bamute. Mitchell averaging 27.4 points per game this postseason. Just a tremendous, tremendous production from a rookie as he knocks down the first free throw. Mitchell will get another opportunity here to try to extend the Jazz leads to double digits here. As the second free throw is up and good. Utah 31, Houston 21. A minute and a half to go in this opening quarter. Utah 12 of 20 from the field. Houston 8 of 20 as Gordon gets into the paint, finds Mbamute. Now left wing, Green fakes the three. Now will fire and hit. Gerald Green, a midseason acquisition, has shot the ball well for the Rockets. Puts that one in, cuts the lead back down to seven. Here's Mitchell with the basketball, gets a screen from Favors, hands it off to Crowder. Crowder now right side to Mitchell. Switched on to by Nene. He'll fake the three, now will drive on him. Step back, throws it left side, Burks. He'll drive baseline, gets cut off. Now throws it to Crowder. Left corner three. Puts it up. Puts it in. Jay Crowder plus the foul. He has had a tremendous first quarter and a tremendous last couple of games shooting the basketball. He's a guy that uh, the Cavs, uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers, really gave up on at the trade deadline and swapped him for Rodney Hood. And in reality, you know, given Crowder's defense and, uh, you know, the fact that he's been shooting the ball, especially, uh, you know, shooting it well the last couple of games, you know, maybe Utah got the better end of that deal as the free throw no good from Crowder. But Jazz, the Jazz lead it again by 10 as we're under a minute to go in the first. Howell Neto checking into the ball game, guarding Chris Paul, pressuring him full court. Paul gets all the way to the bucket and just bullies him under the basket and puts it in. Chris Paul taking advantage of his strength there, makes it 34-26. to Burks with the ball on the left wing, guarded by Gordon, throws into the corner to Favors back to Burks. Inside to Favors. Has the ball stripped away. Picked up by Ryan Anderson. Anderson, another guy that's checked in for Houston here at the end of the first. Anderson will set a screen for Paul. Paul now guarded by Favors. Drives right past him. Gets to the hoop and puts it up and in. Chris Paul with a couple of consecutive drives to the basket. Has his own little 4-0 run as there's about a second difference between the game and shot clock. So Utah will try to hold it for one here. Leading by six, trying to extend that here before the end of the first. Burks gets a screen from Crowder, gets all the way to the hoop, puts up the shot, and gets it to go. Tough finish there. Put that ball way up over the rim, and it dropped. 36-28. Here's Chris Paul. He'll find Ryan Anderson, left wing, deep three off the back of the rim. No good. Anderson certainly has the range from there to knock that down, but not able to get that one to go as Utah leads it 36-28. At the end of one, a really impressive start from the road team. This is really, uh, you know, 
Most of the time, the road team has to win game two as we are heading to commercial, uh, as we're seeing the Hulu sign, and we're heading to commercial now. Uh, so, you know, as the road team, it's uh, it's really tough to uh, go down 2-0 in a best-of-seven series and expect to win because you essentially then have to win four out of five games to, uh, to win the series. Uh, looking at the first quarter stats, Jazz uh, just... Lighting it up from the field, shooting 14-22 for 63.6%. 5 of 8 from the three-point line for 62.5%. Uh, you know, a couple of guys that, uh, you know, have done really good for Utah, of course. Uh, Joe Ingles with, uh, with 11, but then Jay Crowder as well, knocking down a couple of threes for his six points. Uh, so, you know, the fact that Utah able to put up 36 points and only getting four of those from Donovan Mitchell, really impressive, of course. Mitchell uh, contributing just by being a playmaker with the five assists. But a really impressive opening quarter. And, again, limiting Houston to just 28 points in the first isn't a bad, uh, isn't a bad result either. Uh, for the Rockets, uh, Clint Capello with an impressive opening quarter with eight points. Four for six from the field for him. Chris Paul with that uh, late flurry at the end of the first finished with six points on a three for six shooting. Off the bench, uh, Luke Richard and Bob Mute has uh, four points currently. P.J. Tucker with three. James Harden with just four on one for three shooting. So Harden really hasn't, uh, to this point of the ball game, really stepped up and uh, tried to be uber aggressive on the offensive end. Uh, I imagine that will change as uh, uh, once he gets back in there. But uh, Utah, again, uh, about as good of an opening quarter as you could possibly hope for. Again, going back to what I was talking about with the Warriors-Pelicans series, uh, the fact that Steph Curry, again, not only came back in Game 2, but uh, you know played so well and looked really good with his shot uh, is a really encouraging sign for the Warriors. And uh, as a Pelicans fan, you've got to be uh, concerned that uh, you, know, you were hoping to potentially uh, get ahead in this series without Curry being a big presence, but instead they're behind. And from here on out, you're probably going to see uh, Curry even more involved, playing more minutes. Uh, so it, uh, it doesn't look good for New Orleans, even though on the offensive end of the floor, they've shown some signs of being able to attack the Warriors' switching defense. But, uh, you know, on the defensive end, just it hasn't been good enough. And a lot of times that's just a result of the fact that the team you're playing just has a little bit more uh, talent than you do, and that seems to very much be the case. Uh, looking at, uh, you know, the Eastern Conference, of course, there's been uh, – the Eastern Conference semis have already gotten underway uh, with the Celtics uh, beating the Philadelphia 76ers in Game 1, even without the likes of Jalen Brown. It's pretty astonishing uh, what Boston has been able to accomplish, given that uh, you know not only are they missing Gordon Hayward from opening night, as we're back from commercial, uh, but also Kyrie Irving with the knee surgery, uh, but then also not having Jalen Brown and still being able to beat a very talented Philadelphia 76ers squad in that game one, really shooting the lights out. Uh, I will uh, I will get more into that uh, Philadelphia-Boston matchup here on the next commercial, uh, but uh, certainly an interesting start to that series. Houston with the basketball to open the second quarter. They're going from left to right. Chris Paul with the basketball throws it up top to Ryan Anderson. Anderson dribbling with his left hand over to the left wing, trying to find Paul. He's denied. He'll get it to Gordon. Gordon drives baseline, finds Mute right corner three. That one's short. Fight for the rebound, picked up by Crowder. Crowder will hand it off to Neto. 
Neto didn't see much action in game one, so that could be one adjustment Snyder made here uh, to get a little bit more of uh, point guard play out there without the likes of Rubio. Here's Burks with the basketball left corner, gets a screen from Favors, puts up the three, puts it in, plus the foul. A couple of fouls on three-point shots by the Rockets' defense. Uh, actually, uh, as of right now, I believe they're just calling that a two-point shot. Uh, but uh, Ryan Anderson a little over-aggressive on the contest there. So Utah's lead back up to 10 as uh, we get a look at James Harden on the bench. He'll, uh, he'll be resting here at least for the next several minutes, I would imagine. Mike D'Antoni can't be happy with the start his team has gotten off to here as uh, they're taking a look, I believe, at whether or not that was a two- or three-point shot, and it looks like Burke's foot uh, just grazed the line there, so it looks like it will be a two. Eleven twenty-four to go here in the first half as uh, we're already getting a stoppage of play. Uh, I, uh, Actually, on the second look, that looks pretty close. That's uh, about as close as it gets. I guess they are ruling that it was a two as he knocks down the free throw to make it a three-point play. And Utah's lead now at 39-28. to 28. But that one was, uh, was awfully close on that second replay. Chris Paul on the left side hands it off to Gordon, gets a double screen. He'll fire from three. Is good. Eric Gordon knocking down the long shot. Makes it 39-31. to 31. Interesting choice of that double screen to create that separation for Gordon to get that look. Neto with the basketball trying to find Crowder on the left corner. He'll back down on Paul. Now back to Neto. He'll drive left of the paint. Eric Gordon with a beautiful defensive play. Strips of the basketball and gets it to Gerald Green. Green will walk it up the left sideline. Guarded by Royce O'Neal on the left wing. Crossing over, drives right, gets to the free throw line, into the paint, kicks it out to Mbamute. He Euro steps to the basket. Derek favors with the block. Beautiful defensive play by the Jazz. Here comes Burks on the transition play, finds O'Neal. There's the three from the left wing. It's no good. Rebound Mbamute. He'll hand it off to Chris Paul. Again, frantic pace. A lot faster than I remember seeing game one. Here's Paul with the ball at the top of the key. Throws it right side to Mbamute. Tries to get it back to Paul, but it's stolen by favors. Here's a three on two for Utah. But uh, they don't really get anything out of it. Actually, now they'll get a corner three from O'Neal on the left side, and he hits it. Looked like they blew the transition opportunity, but then O'Neal found himself open, and he knocks it down. O'Neal with a six-point start, two for three from the field. Paul getting a screen from Mute dribbles to the left elbow. We'll pull up from there. That one's off the back of the rim. Fight for the rebound, picked up by Neto. Neto gets it over to the left wing, dribbling with his right hand, guarded by Anderson. He'll attack him. Throws the lob to Favors. He puts it up and in. Neto attacking the mismatch and getting the easy bucket for his big man. Utah's lead is up to 13. Here's Gordon driving baseline. Gets under the basket, puts it up and in over Favors. An aggressive move there from EG. Here is Alec Burks coming right back down the Rockets' throat and hits a reverse layup that was really difficult. And now Gerald Green will fire the transition three. That one's no good. Utah's lead is 13. Neto with the basketball. Firing it up to Crowder. He's pushed by Paul, and that one's a foul. As uh, just a frantic pace here, and Utah really surprisingly getting the edge here in this fast break ball game. As a gorgeous finish there from Alec Burks over Gerald Green in transition. He wanted the foul as well. But uh, you would normally associate, uh, you know, this style with something that Houston would like to be doing is playing this up-and-down pace, but really it's suited Utah so far. 
And, you know, something that, uh, that Utah maybe should keep in mind, and maybe this is a good strategy, is, you know, Houston is so effective in trans or excuse me in the half court offense with the likes of Harden and Paul and how good they are at isolations that maybe you know you can amp your offense by playing in transition and Houston's offense maybe uh, doesn't get an added benefit from uh, the tra- the ha- the, uh, the the transition game because their half court offense is so good as Harden checking into the ball game and immediately making an impact getting to the basket and finishing makes it a 47-35 lead for the Jazz as Neto gets a screen from Favors, he falls down. Neto throws it right side to O'Neal. O'Neal signaling the action. He'll drive left, gets all the way to the bucket, puts it up with the right hand. It rolls off the rim. Rebound Harden. He'll dribble it now. Goes behind the back to the free throw line. Throws it up to Capella, and he finishes it with two hands. James Harden with a beautiful play in transition, and that will lead to a Utah Jazz timeout as the Jazz lead it by 10. That's the fear if you're Utah playing that up-tempo style, is just with how good uh, the likes of James Harden and Chris Paul are at not only scoring but distributing uh, the the real fast-paced transition basketball you'd think would favor them. But but again, perhaps uh, you know looking at uh, the numbers and considering Houston's one of the best half-court offenses in the league, uh, and, you know, Utah's half-court offense is probably near the bottom of the league, or at least, uh, you know, maybe slightly below average. Maybe Utah going with a little bit faster tempo can up their offense just enough, and, you know, they're going to take the chances, that their chances that Houston's offense doesn't get a big boost from the transition game. It'll, uh, it'll be interesting to see, but, uh, of course, Utah's got to like where they're at currently, leading by 10 here in, in the second quarter. You're listening to uh, to Duncan Dynasty. My name is Garrett Bouguet. Normally, it's uh, it's myself and uh, my college roommate and friend Anthony Brown doing these uh, these episodes. Uh, we've uh, we've gone to more of a live podcast format here the last couple of weeks during the playoffs. Of course, there's there's games every Wednesday night during the postseason that are pretty exciting. So, thought it would would be a good opportunity to uh, to to share my uh, my thoughts and my analysis of, uh, of all the NBA action uh, while also commentating on uh, some current games that you guys might be interested in watching. Uh, if, uh, if you have been enjoying this, uh, you know, love to uh, get a subscription from you on iTunes. Of course, Duncan, D-U-N-K-I-N, Dynasty, two words. Uh, it's uh, We've been around since, I believe, October of last year, we've been doing an episode just about every Wednesday. We take a we take a week off here or there, but uh, it's been fun. We've uh, kind of the goal of the podcast, of course. Anthony, you know, knows a lot more about the you know the the history of the game, and uh, he was a big Michael Jordan fan. Uh, watched a, a ton of his career, not only in the playoffs but also regular season games. Uh, but uh, he also watched a lot of the likes of Magic Johnson, and Larry Bird, and those showdowns. Uh, so, you know, he's got a lot of knowledge about the 80s and 90s era of the NBA. And, of course, I, I have watched plenty of that myself, uh, but I've also, you know, kept up and, and I'm really interested in the current state of, uh, of the NBA game. And I uh, just thought it would be an f- interesting show to kind of compare and contrast the eras, uh, talk about the different players. And, of course, uh, it's impossible to truly compare the likes of a Michael Jordan and a LeBron James because uh, they've never played against each other. Uh, but it uh, it is still a fun and fascinating topic to discuss to discuss and compare. 
so we try to do that to the to the best of our abilities, and hopefully you guys have been enjoying that, and we're hoping to continue this uh, as long as we're both uh, you know enjoying it and have the uh, the ability to do it. Uh, one of the reasons we didn't start sooner was uh, you know he was living in Texas at, uh, for some time, and now he's back in the state of Ohio. So we've uh, you know the locations have uh, worked out a little bit better for us to to get together and do it more often. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's 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 been a blast so far. Hopefully, you guys are enjoying it. Again, a subscription on iTunes would be uh, greatly appreciated. And uh, if you could give us, uh, you know, rate it as well, uh, five stars would be greatly appreciated. Also, so just a way to uh, hopefully spread this podcast and uh, grow our audience a little bit as as we go along. Uh, as we're uh, we're back from commercial break here, as. Uh, Utah with the ball as uh, Joe Ingles tries to throw it to O'Neal on the left side. It's tipped out of bounds by Chris Paul, so Utah will inbound it. We're looking at P.J. Tucker on the bench. And hopefully you guys have been able to sync up with us as uh, Ingles with the ball on the sideline. He passes it now to Donovan Mitchell as Mitchell now on the left wing, guarded by Ariza. Ariza. Mitchell with a beautiful pass inside to Gobert as the Rockets doubled Mitchell up top. Mitchell has done a great job of finding his big man on the roll when Houston uh, being a little bit too aggressive with him up top. Chris Paul with the basketball now for Houston finds James Harden right wing, guarded by Royce O'Neal. O'Neal playing him to his right hand. He'll go that way. Now goes back to his left, gets to the free throw line, into the paint, puts up a scoop shot over Gobert, no good. Tipped out, and now is Mitchell with the basketball. He'll find a cutting Alec Burks. He lays it up and in. Utah's lead now up to 14. Here comes Chris Paul for the Rockets. He's guarded now by O'Neal, throws it right side to Gordon. He crosses over, gets into the paint, throws it to Compella under the basket. We're going to have a blocking foul as Gordon was bumped there by Alec Burks. Interesting to see Houston double the likes of Donovan Mitchell at the top of the key. Uh, You know, given that Mitchell has struggled uh, with his three-point shot, especially in the last game, I would make him knock down a few of those before I get super aggressive and trying to double-team him because, again, that open shots for the likes of the big man as Chris Paul will take a three behind the screen. That one's no good. Rebound, Gobert. So Utah, again, up 14, seven and a half to go in this first half and with the basketball going from right to left. Again, a rolling Gobert inside finds the finds the opening and dunks at home. Ingles with the pass. Again, Houston's defense just allowing these roll men to get wide open under the basket. And Utah has taken advantage. They lead now by 16 as we head to commercial. What a great snart for Utah, just uh, playing great basketball. Again, I mentioned early on, one of the things they seem to be looking for is that slip on the roll. Uh, Houston loves to switch. Uh, and sometimes they've been able to, uh, to allow their big man to roll before the switch can take place, which has opened things up. But then other times, Houston has just double-teamed. Uh, the ball handler, which has just opened up that roll man right to the rim. So um, part of it is good coaching from Utah. Another part just has to be uh, poor execution from the Rockets' defense, which has allowed Utah to have a really impressive offensive first half. Uh, but uh, going back to uh, some of these other series we've seen so far, of course, uh, Boston and Philadelphia, the Celtics with a one nothing lead in that series. Uh, again, winning that game without uh, the likes of Jalen Brown, getting great con- contributions from, uh, of course, Terry Rozier and uh, Jason Tatum and Al Horford. One of the things that uh, really 
really frustrated me watching the Milwaukee Bucks in their series when they lost to the Celtics in seven was how often they, uh, you know, treated Celtics offensive players as if they were superstars uh, and allowed openings for, uh, you know, the Celtics when they really shouldn't have any. Uh, You know, Boston, without the likes of Kyrie and Gordon Hayward, they don't have many players that you can say just give them the ball and if they are one-on-one, you like your chances. So, uh, you know, you're playing into the Celtics' hands if you send two guys at a guy, that a player like a Rozier or an Al Horford, that isn't really known for their scoring uh, because then that opens up things for other guys to get open threes or for ball movement, which, uh, you know, scrambles your defense and, you know, Milwaukee struggled uh, doing that. And in the games in Milwaukee, they were able to be a little bit more conservative and really slow down the Celtics. But in Boston, Boston able to, uh, you know, get them to just be, uh, you know, respect their guys a little too much. You know, Horford on the block, you got to make him beat you and take away his right-hand jump hook and make him beat you on the block. Uh, but if you as soon as you send a double team, that's going to open a three-point shot or a driving lane for a guy that needs that advantage to succeed and it looked like Philadelphia made a lot of those same mistakes as Milwaukee did which was surprising because you know going into the series I would say Philadelphia's coaching situation was a lot better uh, than what the Bucks had of course firing Jason Kidd at the uh, midway point of the season and having Joe Prunty who doesn't have a lot of head coaching experience Um, you know Brett Brown has done a terrific job this season and you know, I'll give him the benefit of the doubt, given that, uh, you know, it was just game one. It's a seven-game series for a reason, and they were on the road. Uh, but you'd certainly like to see a little bit better of a defensive strategy. There was one possession where it was Shane Larkin and Al Horford running a pick-and-roll. And Larkin, as we're back from commercial now, uh, Larkin uh, drove into the paint, and uh, Joel Embiid uh, showed a ton of help to him, and Horford just popped to the three-point line. And Larkin, you could see it the whole time, was literally just driving to bring Embiid towards the basket so he could pass it back out to Horford. That was the whole play design. And instead of saying, okay, let's make Shane Larkin beat us, they let Al Horford, who's a 44% three-point shooter, beat them from there wide open. As Houston, with the possession, Harden gets into the paint and he's blocked by Gobert. Beautiful defensive play from the French rejection. But, uh, you know... Make Al Horford beat you on the block, but he'll he will beat you shooting wide open threes from the top of the paint, and that's what's so frustrating defensively. Of the, all these teams that have played the Celtics, they just don't seem to have the discipline to make guys beat them right off the bat. And 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 at times it goes against your help instincts. If you overhelp, uh, that that actually hurts you against Boston, where maybe just not helping very much and making their players beat your guys one on one is the better strategy. As Houston with the basketball now, uh, Capella throws it over to the left corner to James Harden. He's facing up on Exum. He'll fire the three ball. That one rattles out. No good. Rebound, Gobert. Exum getting up into James Harden's grill there, really contesting that shot. Mitchell with the basketball. There's a top of the key three. Knocks it down. Utah's lead is up to 19 here with 6.42 to go in the second quarter. Just a tremendous first half, and especially a second quarter. Utah outscoring the Rockets 20-9 in the period. Eric Gordon with the basketball gets a runner along the left side. Tries to get his own rebound. Can't get it to go. Rebound, Crowder. Crowder will throw it right side to Ingles, guarded by Harden. 
Ingles dribbling with his left hand, gets a screen from Gobert. He'll drive left, throws into the corner to Exum. He'll drive into the paint, puts it up with the left hand, no good, gets his own rebound. He's double teamed under the basket, but he is fouled. You are seeing Utah's strategy there is, uh, you know, to attack the picks. They are bringing the guy nearly up to the point of the screen and then rolling the big man early, which uh, that has really caused the Rockets a lot of problems here. Utah able to get into the paint at will and get some really easy buckets. Exum just ripping that ball away from Capella, and Capella, I believe, called for the foul. Here's Mitchell. He'll fire another deep three. That one's off the front of the rim. No good. As Ariza gets it to Harden. Harden will dribble down the right sideline. Now to the top of the key. Gets a screen from Ariza. Now over to the right wing. Switched on to by Crowder. He'll force him right. He goes that way. Gets all the way to the hoop and he's fouled. As Crowder trying to strip the ball from behind. That's something you see a lot of teams do with James Harden. Is force him right. Of course, uh, he's left-handed dominant. But he's really improved that right-handed. His ability to go that way and finish. Uh, so it's it's not as uh, as positive of a solution to uh, just force Harden uh, to his weak hand as it used to be. Harden at the line, shooting two. The first one is up and in. 56-38, a very surprising score here in this first half of this ball game. Utah playing some excellent basketball here in uh, in the first half. Have made some uh, some proper adjustments here in game two, and again, as I mentioned in the the early going here, uh, you know, Exum playing a much bigger role in this ball game, which I thought they needed him to. Mitchell with the basketball throws it right wing to Crowder into the corner to Exum, back to Crowder. Crowder gets a screen from Gobert, fires for three, that one short, rebound Harden. Harden will push the tempo, gets it over the timeline to the front court, now at the top of the key, gets a screen from PJ Tucker, and his trip from Exum bot from behind. And uh, I don't believe Houston is in the bonus as of yet. Exum picking up a couple of uh, cheap ones there, uh, trying to pressure Harden, make it difficult on him. But I believe Utah will be fine with that as long as uh, he continues to make Harden's life difficult as he will now take a seat. Royce O'Neal back into the ball game for the Utah Jazz. And again, Utah playing a lot smaller this ball game, playing a lot less of the Favors-Gobert uh, duo and more uh, staggering those two guys' minutes. Here's Harden on the left wing, guarded by O'Neal. Jab steps now, drives right, gets into the paint, finds Tucker, right wing three. That one's no good. Rebound O'Neal. O'Neal will find Joe Ingles. Now will dribble it up the right sideline. Gets a screen from Gobert. Drives left, gets the free throw line out to Crowder up top to O'Neal. He'll isolate on Harden. Now will hand it off to Mitchell on the left wing. Ten on the shot clock, guarded by Harden. He'll drive right, now steps back, hands it to Crowder. He'll drive into the paint, gets all the way to the bucket, puts it up with the right hand, no good. Poked away by Tucker, picked up by Harden. Here comes Houston. Houston, uh, Harden throws it right wing. Ariza into the corner to Gordon. He'll drive into the paint, tries to finish over Gobert, can't. Picked up by Capella. Looked like he got away with a travel, but puts it in with the left hand. Clint Capella. With a good rebound there as uh, Gobert was occupied trying to block the shot of Eric Gordon. Capella now with 12 points and 4 rebounds. Ingles with the basketball now, guarded by Harden. He'll drive right. Now will take a right wing 3. That one rattles out. Gobert fighting for the rebound but picked up by Tucker. He'll get it to James Harden. Houston trying to go on a run here. Harden will cross over. Will step back, fire a deep 3. That one's short. Rebound Mitchell. Mitchell trying to push the tempo and he's fouled by Harden in transition. As Harden committing the foul to to stop the uh, fast break for the Jazz. 
Again, really high-tempo ball game here in Houston in the Toyota Center. As uh, Chris Paul checking back in for the Rockets as uh, Jay Crowder will inbound it on the near sideline. He'll get it in to Joe Ingles. Ingles will walk it up into the front court, trying to find Donovan Mitchell, but that pass was never there. Chris Paul read it all the way, and the foul is going to be on Donovan Mitchell there. Not sure exactly what Ingles was looking for, perhaps hoping that a defender was going to be uh, over-aggressive and uh, looking to maybe play over the top of Mitchell, but the Rockets have that one covered. As that's going to be the third foul on Donovan Mitchell, which will put him to the bench. That's a big call and a big blow for the Jazz. So Houston trailing by 15 here with uh, just over four minutes to play in the first half. They're going to try to cut into this deficit uh, without Mitchell on the floor for the Jazz. Harden with the basketball, guarded by O'Neal. We'll get a screen from Capella, gets over to the left wing. Now guarded by Neto. Neto checking in for Mitchell after that third foul. Harden isolating against Neto, drives to the paint, throws the lob to Capella, but he can't finish. And it looked like Gobert got fouled, as he did. I believe the foul's going to be on James Harden. Capella complaining that uh, he was pushed on that... Uh, uh, on his attempt to finish that lob, which uh, I think he might have a case. Any little slight contact on that lob when he's jumped into the air, uh, as it looked like Gobert got away with a little bit of a forearm as Capella was about to finish that. Harden got Gobert right in the chops. Refs might be looking here to see if there's... Uh, actually, no, they're not going to go to the review, but looked like an unpleasant uh, foul of the face. Fortunately, it would look like the cheek as opposed to an eye or, or something like that as uh, Gobert's first free throw is up and in. So Utah now leads it 57-41. to 41. They've really done a, a solid job on both ends of the floor here in this opening half. Really impressive performance from the five-seed Utah Chance. As Gobert knocks down the second free throw, makes it 58-41 Utah. The lead has ballooned up, back up to 17. James Harden with the basketball will walk it into the front court. Getting a screen from Chris Paul now has Neto guarding him. Neto again shading him right. Harden still gets to his left, gets to the paint, puts it up. No, but there's going to be another foul on the Utah Jazz. Harden drawing a lot of fouls on uh, the perimeter players for Utah. Again, Neto trying to shade Harden right, but Harden able to get him a little bit off balance and still get to his strong hand. Neto not really happy with that foul call. Again, with Gobert's presence around the basket, uh, the Jazz have done a really good job of preventing Houston from getting all the way to the rim as Harden misses the first free throw. You've seen Harden taking a lot of floaters from that five-foot and in range. Uh, and, you know, those are more difficult shots to make than if you can get all the way to the basket and lay it in. Second free throw is up, and it's good. So Harden making one out of two, the lead down to 16. Utah 58, Houston 42. Harden with just nine points on two-for-eight shooting. 
Here's Ingles with the basketball. Gets a screen now. Is switched on to by Harden. Getting doubled at the top. Throws it left side. O'Neal throws it to a cutting Burks who throws the lob to Gobert and he finishes. Again, Utah really moving the basketball well. Taking advantage anytime Houston likes to trap the basketball. Here's Chris Paul at the ball on the right wing, guarded by Burks. He'll drive right, gets into the paint, pulls up from 14. Another great contest from Gobert, and he misses the shot. Rebound, Burks. Burks will stop the ball on the left wing, up top to O'Neal. He'll drive in, picks up his dribble, throws it up top to Crowder. Crowder hands it back off to O'Neal. 12 on the shot clock, he'll get a screen from Gobert. Throws it left corner to Ingles. Ball looked to be poked out of bounds by Ariza, but now it's going to say... The refs are going to say that it's Houston basketball. Joe Ingles not happy with that call. It did appear that Ariza got a piece of that. It was just a matter of if whether or not Ingles also touched it after the deflection. Here's Gordon with the ball on the right wing. He'll drive to the baseline, finds Capella, and he is fouled by Alec Burks. Gordon doing just enough to get Gobert to uh, commit to his shot, and then he dished it off at the last second. Burks uh, committing the foul on Capella to prevent the dunk. It's another thing Utah is, uh, seems to have done in this first half is essentially say, you know, we're not going to give you anything easy. Uh, if, uh, if Instead of a dunk or a layup, we're going to make you earn it from the free throw line. And Capella, again, missing the free throw, so Houston not able to convert at the line here. Uh, the past couple of trips. Second one is up, and that one's good. The Utah Jazz 60, the Houston Rockets 43 at the two-and-a-half-minute mark of the second quarter. Here's Alec Burks with the basketball, throws it right side to Ingles. Ingles gets a screen from Gobert, now switched on to by Capella. He's going to back him out, maybe isolate here. He'll dribble over to the right wing, drives to the basket, throws it left corner O'Neal. He'll fake the three, gets it into Gobert, bobbles the pass at first, throws up a left-handed jump hook, no good. Rebound Capella. Gobert from that far out didn't really look confident shooting that jumper. Here's Harden, gets a screen from Capella. Top of the key, three is good. James Harden using the screen effectively there to create a little bit of space, and that's all he needs. 60-46 to 46 now. Ingles with the basketball again, guarded by Capella. We're going to have an offensive foul called on Rudy Gobert. Oh, wait, we've got another ref on the opposite side of the floor is going to overrule here. As it looked like James Harden was the one that hit the deck. Not sure if Harden cut off Gobert or if Gobert ran through him. The referee's uh, still debating this. Mike D'Antoni certainly thinks it's an offensive foul. To me, that just uh, should be a honestly a no call. It looked like Harden moved into him slightly, and then Gobert pushed him off him a little bit. That's just a play on, if you ask me. But uh, it looks like it's going to be a foul on. Actually, it's going to be on Capella. As uh, Capella, of course, the one guarding Gobert on that action. I'm uh, not going to lie, I wasn't uh, really focused on that as I was watching the replays. Perhaps Capella pushed Gobert into Harden. As the first free throw is up and in for Gobert. And D'Antoni showing uh, that he's also confused about the fact that the foul was called on Capella. 
Gobert with the second free throw. That one's up off the back of the rim. No good. Rebound, Tucker. Tucker will hand it off to Harden. So again, Utah leading by 15, a minute and 42 to go in this opening half. Harden with the basketball. We've got, looks like a offensive foul. Or no, we've got a technical. Things getting chippy here in Houston here in game two as uh, the Rockets uh, understanding that this Jazz team has come to play here. and They're not going to fold. They're showing Ingles, who uh, he has been throughout the playoffs, a guy that has instigated some kerfuffles. As the ball inbounded from P.J. Tucker to James Harden. Ten on the shot clock now, guarded by O'Neal, gets a screen from Anderson, now switched on to by Crowder. He'll drive left, gets to the bucket. Rudy Gobert there to contest, but Harden finishes anyway. Beautiful move from James Harden. 61 to 48 now. Utah with the basketball. Burks up top to Crowder over right side to Ingles. Ingles dribbling with his left hand, guarded by Gordon. Throws it left side. Burks. Burks now guarded by Anderson. He'll isolate. He'll drive into the paint. Throws it right wing. Ingles wide open for three, and he nails it. Beautiful pass from Trey Burks finding the open man. As again, Utah studying the film, finding out where Houston likes to help and hitting open shooters. As James Harden's going to draw a foul on a three-point shot and nearly gets it to go as well. That's a no-no against James Harden. And the foul committed by Jay Crowder. you got to keep the hands out of the cookie jar. But a beautiful pass from Burks there. as uh, On the drive, of course, the Rockets' defense collapsed. Eric Gordon guarding Ingles on the play. Shifted towards the corner to cut off that easiest pass. Uh, great recognition from Burks to find a guy Gordon shifted off of, which was Ingles. And the Jazz uh, got to be happy with the fact that, uh, you know, getting Ingles a bunch of wide open looks from three is going to usually result in, uh, you know, some pretty good outcomes. He's their best shooter. As the second free throw from Harden is good. 64 to 50 now. As we're under a minute to go here in the second quarter, 56.8 seconds to be exact. Harden with one more from the line to try to cut the lead to 13. And he does. 64-51 to 51 now, Utah with possession. Again, this last minute's going to be crucial whether Utah can extend the lead here or if Houston can maybe get it down to near single digits. Ingles with the basketball top of the key, gets a screen from Gobert, drives right of the paint, puts up a floater off the glass, no good, rebound Anderson. Anderson will hand it to Harden, and it's going to be a foul on Joe Ingles as James Harden, it appeared, just walked into Ingles' path as he was getting back on defense and draws the foul. That, to me, is just a bogus foul. They should probably just let that one go or even call it offensive because Harden just put his shoulder into Ingles. It was Harden that was creating all the contact there. But the crafty James Harden drawing another foul and getting to the free throw line once again. 64-52. 41.2 seconds to go in this second quarter. We'll see if Utah tries to utilize the two-for-one play. Quinn Snyder, I believe, talking about the fact that that, uh, that foul was kind of bogus. Those are just kind of the non-basketball plays that that drive people crazy, including myself, as the second free throw 
goes in for Harden as Alec Burks now will walk it up into the front court. Harden now at 11 free throw attempts. Burks getting into the paint, goes behind the back, has the ball poked away from Harden. Harden now pushing the tempo for Houston. He'll get all the way to the bucket and lay it in with 26.9 seconds to go in the second quarter. And just like that, Houston is within nine as this is a personal 7-0 run from James Harden here. Three-second difference between the game and shot clock. Utah will, I believe, try to settle for uh, the last shot here or try to run as much shot clock as possible. Ingles now with seven on the clock will... Get a screen from Gobert. Gets switched onto by Tucker. Gets into the paint. Finds Neto. Right corner three. That one's no good. Rebound Tucker. He'll get it to Harden. Harden runs over a Utah Jazz defender. Puts up the shot at the buzzer. And that is the end of the opening half. With the score, the Utah Jazz 64. And the Houston Rockets 55. A really entertaining ball game so far. Of course, I'll be back with all the second half action as soon as it begins here on Duncan Dynasty. Uh, But uh, as I previewed in the early going, the one thing I wanted to talk about during the halftime break was the uh, UEFA Champions League final. We, uh, We know the participants now at this point as Liverpool advanced today, defeating Roma 7 to 6 on aggregate over the course of the two lengths. And then Real Madrid defeating Bayern Munich in uh, what was a 4-3 to aggregate. That was a very tense final leg for Real Madrid as they had to survive the last about 25 minutes without conceding a goal or else they would have been eliminated. Uh, but uh, able to get through, and uh, so it's the two-time defending champion, Real Madrid versus Liverpool, who... Uh, has, I believe, won the tournament uh, on numerous occasions. Of course, haven't had a lot of success as of late, but uh, with Jurgen Klopp at the helm, they have certainly are, uh, are trending upward. The, uh, before, I, before I get into the whole uh, final and the matchups that take place there, I wanted to talk briefly about the semifinal matchups and that Bayern Munich uh, Real Madrid uh, clash was was certainly very interesting, and really Bayern kind of uh, uh, lost the matchup as opposed to Real Madrid really winning it. The uh, couple of crucial mistakes in the first leg, I believe it was Rafinha with a pass in the middle of the field uh, when he only had himself and one other defender back. On defense, he just gave it away, which gave Real Madrid a two-on-two opportunity, which they were able to uh, convert, and uh, Marco Asensio scored uh, a key goal in that opening leg. And then in uh, leg number two, you had Tolisso with a back pass to his goalkeeper that seemed uh, pretty short, uh, but uh, then the goalie also having a bit of a brain fart where uh, he realized he couldn't pick up the ball because it was a back pass and then at the last second tried to switch from going and reaching down and grabbing with his hands to actually kicking it with his feet completely whiffed and that allowed Kareem Benzema to come in there and get an easy tap in for a key goal in the second leg and really if either of those goals don't go down for Real Madrid they lose the tie and Bayern Munich is in the final so really uh, it's unfortunate for Bayern Munich because they appeared to be uh, the better team just had those couple of uh, horrendous errors that really cost them. 
Uh, but uh, nonetheless, uh, Real Madrid certainly has the talent to take advantage. Whenever a team makes a mistake, they are lethal. And that's the reason they've had so much success in this competition. Uh, but uh, speaking of lethal, of course, Liverpool, a team that uh, scored five goals in the, uh, the opening leg against Roma in the semis and then was able to hold on in the second leg uh, after losing leg two, four to two, but still won on aggregate seven to six. They're a team that uh, you know has a very potent attack led by Mohamed Salah, who uh, the Egyptian has been one of the best players, if not the best player in the world this season. I believe he's scored around 44 or 40, 42 to 44 goals, somewhere in that range. Uh, this year, he's just been absolutely tremendous. And the guy has just been, uh, you know, uh, his left foot, his speed, his quickness, his ability to keep the ball basically glued to his left foot is very messy like and uh, his ability to hit those curling shots around the outstretched arms of the goalkeeper and then utilizing his speed in counterattacks. He's just been uh, really unstoppable. He also had a couple of assists, has really passed the ball well when given the chance uh, for Liverpool. And, you know, when you have the likes of Sadio Mane, uh, uh, a man from Senegal that uh, is really explosive in his own right, also lightning quick uh, and can really finish with both legs, uh, and Roberto Firmino, just, uh, you know, he's he's not nearly, I don't believe, as explosive as the other two, but just a solid all-around striker. Uh, he can pass the ball. He can he can score with either foot. Uh, he's got decent speed and dribbling ability. So uh, they've got a really potent front three themselves. Uh, so it'll be, uh, you know, a really interesting final between the these two teams in Real Madrid and, and Liverpool. Uh, of course, Real Madrid has the edge in talent. Uh, their defense, especially with the likes of Sergio Ramos and, and uh, uh, Varane, uh, are Rafael Varane, you know, their center backs are superior. Their fullbacks, I would say, are superior as well. Marcelo, one of the most gifted uh, fullbacks in the world with his passing ability uh, and even his finishing ability, as he's shown in these last couple of uh, uh, knockout stages. Uh, for Real Madrid, able to score goals from that position. And, uh, you know, Daniel Carvajal, although he missed uh, the second uh, leg of the semifinal against Bayern, he probably, I imagine, will be back for the final. Uh, and, you know, he's really solid at that position as well. So Real Madrid, a big edge at, at defense, especially at goalkeeper as well. That's been one of the big problem spots for Liverpool is, uh, you know, both of their keepers are not good with their feet passing the bas or passing the ball uh, and also you know have some questionable decisions in terms of when they come out uh, the, you know the Loris Carius had a questionable decision in the game today against Roma where he came out and uh, was saved by an offside call but he clipped Ed Jeco who pushed the ball around him and could have been called for uh, you know a yellow card and a penalty on that play uh, if not for the offsides, which was you know questionable whether it actually was. Uh, so at the back and at the goal goalie position, Real Madrid with a big edge. Uh, midfield, of course, Real Madrid has some great talents in Luka Modric and Toni Kroos uh, and even Isco and uh, the likes of Casemiro. They uh, they I would say also have the edge at that uh, at that area of the field, but. Liverpool, I think, is a little bit underrated in, in those spots. Of course, Jordan Henderson, a, a maestro, a really good passer out of that position, 
uh, has uh, some pretty good stamina and uh, you know does his defensive duties as well. Uh, and then you've got some really good athletes in that midfield. Uh, James Milner is a guy that uh, can run all day, uh, just uh, is a really well-balanced player. But then, you know, the likes of Alex Oxlade, Chamberlain, if he can come back for that final, uh, he is a, a great athlete, can run up and down, and has great speed. Uh, and then also Emre Chan. I wouldn't be surprised if he shows up and, and starts in that final. He brings that physicality uh, and, uh, you know, can, can be that difference between getting the ball from, from the back up to those striker-type pl- players uh, so the midfield, I, although I do give a slight edge to Real Madrid, I still really like the midfield for Liverpool. They've got a lot of talent there, and even Jorginho Wijnaldum uh, is a solid option uh, backing up the likes of those guys that I just previously mentioned. Uh, so, you know, Liverpool, you know, with a solid midfield, but really, uh, and this will might be surprising to some just given how great uh, Cristiano Ronaldo is, I really give the edge in the front front portion of the field, the, the strikers areas, the wingers, uh, to Liverpool. I mean, Sadio Mane and uh, Mohamed Salah have just been excellent. Roberto Firmino has been uh, probably in finer form than the likes of a Karim Benzema for Real Madrid. So I do like what uh, what Liverpool offers in the counterattack. You've got to imagine that uh, Real Madrid is going to be controlling the possession battle uh, they are the superior team from front to back, uh, so they're going to be controlling possession. But with the likes of the talent that they have in the attacking third for Liverpool, uh, they have the ability to strike and uh, make that an interesting contest. I'm still going to pick Real Madrid to win it, but I certainly think it's going to be a lot closer than many people imagine it will be. Just because of that threat, I would not be shocked if Liverpool's able to get multiple goals in this game. I just don't trust their defense and their goalkeeper enough to to keep a team as talented as Real Madrid uh, from scoring a few goals themselves. So uh, I'm certainly excited for that final. I watch all the Champions League matchups. It's uh, it's really entertaining. And uh, aside from uh, the NBA, really, uh, you know, the Champions League and Premier League and World Cup. That sort of thing. That's uh, you know my favorite sport to watch. So uh, I'm I'm really looking forward to that. And uh, if if any of you are on here just to listen about basketball, I apologize for that little rant. But uh, uh, that's certainly something I'm passionate about as well. But uh, now that I've talked about that, I will get back into more of the uh, the other series uh, that we have going on in the NBA postseason. I already mentioned the Golden State versus New Orleans matchup. Also, I talked about the the Boston-Philly matchup, another uh, series that just had their game won last night, and it was a dandy. It was the, uh, the Cleveland Cavaliers versus the Toronto Raptors. Uh, you know, the matchup between the one seed and the four seed. Toronto winning 59 games, having the home court advantage. And uh, they already have lost the home court advantage, losing game one. I believe it was 113 to 112 uh, in overtime as uh, the Cavaliers able to get good production from the likes of J.R. Smith and Kyle Korver. And even the likes of uh, Jeff Green, especially in the first half, played surprisingly well. Uh, So, you know, Toronto, you know, even getting decent performances from Lowry and DeRozan, not able to. uh, uh, to get the win in Game 1, getting 21 rebounds from Valanchunas. 
still not enough. Uh, but uh, I think a, a huge factor in this series is going to be Fred Van Fleet. I think he is the difference maker for them in terms of being that third playmaker. Uh, you know, you, you're just asking too much from Lowry and DeRozan uh, for their team to put up 115 every night, especially if no one else is, uh, is bringing that uh, third scoring option. So Fred Van Fleet's shoulder injury, I believe he landed on it again uh, in game one. And then you saw him on the sideline uh, with ice on that shoulder. Came back in for a couple of possessions at the end of the game just as a spot-up shooter missed the shot that would have won the game for him. Uh, But, you know, if he's not 100%, if he's not able to do what he has done throughout the season, I really don't think Toronto has much of a chance because we've already seen that Cleveland, despite all their offensive struggles against Indiana, looked a lot more comfortable in this game against Toronto and that does not bode well for the Raptors. It's it's really confusing how some of this stuff works because throughout the entire regular season, Toronto was a far superior defensive team than the Indiana Pacers. And they have more defensive talent than Indiana has as well. Uh, but that's why matchups and, and different things are so unique and interesting is Indiana was really able to hold Cleveland down offensively and really make that a slugfest. Whereas immediately, as soon as the Cavs get into this series against Toronto, their offense looked like it has all season. And, um, you know, if Cleveland is uh, is that comfortable and guys are knocking down threes and LeBron, uh, you know, still able to put up the, the 20 to 30 points, you're going to have to outscore that team to beat them. And unless Fred Van Fleet is there to, to be a genuine star off the bench, uh, Toronto just doesn't have enough firepower, in, in my opinion, to to outscore the Cleveland Cavaliers. So certainly not a, a good sign for the Raptors. And also, you know, over the last couple of postseasons, the Raptors have had zero success playing in Cleveland. So, you know, obviously this is a must-win for Toronto in Game 2, which, again, it's unfortunate that for a 59-win team we're already talking about uh, after a single game, that this is a must-win, but it really is just based on the fact that uh, you know it's going to be a monumental task for the Raptors to win one game in Cleveland, let alone if they have to win two. So their best bet is con- is to hold out home court advantage from this point forward and try to get that one elusive road win uh, in uh, in the Quicken Loans Arena. But you got to favor the Cleveland Cavaliers at this point. I favored them heading into the series. I thought it was going to be Cavaliers in six. I would not be shocked if it's even Cavaliers in five at this point because, you know, you look at LeBron James shot 12 of 30. Kevin Love was, I believe, three of 13. Uh, you know, you can't really get worse production from those two players, the Cavs' two best offensive players. Perhaps Kevin Love is, uh, you know, his, his thumb injury, torn ligaments in that left thumb is is just so bad that this is the kind of performance you can expect from here on out. But you certainly uh, got to expect more from LeBron. Uh, he's going to shoot better than 12 for 30 from here on out. So, you know, the the other thing that's so disappointing from a Toronto perspective is Cleveland just came off a grueling seven-game series. LeBron talked about how he was absolutely exhausted. They only really had uh, a single day to recover. And then you're going from uh, Cleveland to Toronto and the fact that even after all that and the fact that Toronto's rested, uh, the Cavs still got that game one win. Just got to be really disheartening for uh, the Toronto Raptors faithful. And, um, you know, 
you got to imagine the Cavaliers are the heavy favorites to make it to another Eastern Conference Finals. And, you know, based on the fact that, you know, the other conference semifinal is Boston-Philly, uh, especially if the likes of Boston gets through. We've seen we've seen this before, a Boston team without the likes of Isaiah Thomas uh, last year in the playoffs. They just didn't have close to enough firepower to, to beat the Cavaliers, and it's going to be the same old story once again. Uh, you know, all due respect to the improvements of the likes of Jalen Brown and adding Jason Tatum, they just don't have enough firepower to keep up with the Cleveland Cavaliers, so... The, the biggest test, uh, I still favor Philadelphia in that series against Boston, but the biggest test for the Cavaliers might still be the Philadelphia 76ers, but it's it's hard to believe a team led by a rookie and, and Ben Simmons and, and uh, Joel Embiid uh, this early on in the process uh, can, can challenge uh, a LeBron James-led team and actually try and beat them. Uh, you know, as vulnerable as the Cavs looked in that opening round, it seemed like immediately just getting through that series and getting up against a different opponent that maybe they matched up a little bit better with, uh, it just seems to have uh, allowed the Cavs to just take a deep breath and a sigh of relief. And it looks like, again, that they are the favorites to get out of the Eastern Conference. Now, the idea that they could move past that and actually win the championship, I think, is uh, is unlikely. But uh, certainly, Cavs... Look, the future looks a little bit brighter now than it did just a few days ago. As here, Houston has the basketball to start the second half, and James Harden throws the lob to Capella, and he puts it down. So the Jazz lead now down 2-7. As uh, Utah going from left to right here in this third quarter, Mitchell throws it right corner to Ingles. Ingles guarded by Capella. Ingles dribbling with his right hand will fade away along the baseline. That one's up and in. Joe Ingles has had a terrific ball game for the Utah Jazz. And their lead is back up to nine. Let's see what Houston comes out with here as uh, they got a nice play for Harden going down the teeth of the defense on the opening possession. Now gets switched by Ingles. Now Harden will drive past him, throws it left corner. Paul, three-pointer is good. So CP3 getting on the board here in the second half. And the lead is now down to six as we uh, are just one minute into this third quarter. Ingles with the ball now guarded by Harden, top of the key. Will dribble to his left hand, hands it off to Mitchell. Mitchell now guarded by Harden. Drives around and puts up a floater. That one's off the back of the rim. No good. Rebound Capella. He'll hand it off to Chris Paul, who will get it over to James Harden. Harden will jog it up to the three-point line. Guarded by Mitchell. Crosses over, gets into the paint, finds Capella, and he'll lay it up and in with the left hand. A very aggressive start to the second half from Harden, getting some easy buckets for him and his teammates. Mitchell will push the tempo, gets all the way to the basket, has the ball poked out of bounds by P.J. Tucker, and it will remain with the Jazz with 17 on the shot clock. Harden just doing such a good job of uh, either finding a three-point shooter or his roll man when uh, the help comes over to stop him. Ingles getting the inbound. He's on the right wing. Awaiting a screen from Gobert. He'll just fire the three and knock it down. Joe Ingles, a terrific night thus far. Uh, taking advantage of the fact that James Harden was anticipating the screen and not able to contest that shot. Harden with the basketball now. We'll get a screen from Paul, now guarded by Mitchell. Mitchell again forcing Harden right. Harden will go that way. Gets all the way to the bucket and lays it in. Utah Jazz favoring him a little bit too much there, allowing just that wide open lane and Harden just taking it 
As Harden now with 23 points on 6 of 12 shooting, and the Houston Rockets have cut the Utah Jazz lead to 69-64 with 9.48 to go in the third. So we're about to head to, uh, to commercial break. Presented by Hulu, there is the commercial break. Again, hopefully you're able to sync up with me here. Again, this is Duncan Dynasty. I am Garrett Bouguet, your host, uh, doing a live episode this week of the Utah Jazz at the Houston Rockets, Game 2 of the Western Conference Semifinals. Last week, Anthony Brown and I did the uh, Game 5, I believe, of the Washington Wizards uh, Toronto Raptors series. The, the Raptors were able to, uh, to get the win in advance uh, to the second round past the, uh, the Wizards in six games. Week before that, I did game two of the Cleveland Cavaliers-Indiana Pacers game where LeBron put on an epic performance to knock that series up at one and ended up series ended up going seven games, of course, and the Cavs were able to pull through. Next week on the schedule, there's a, there's a game between the Celtics and the Sixers, and there's also a game between the Cavs and the Raptors. Uh, I will be doing one of those two games, depending on the situation. Uh, I most likely will... Uh, commit to whatever game seems to be the most intriguing, uh, most competitive series out of the two, so we'll see what happens with that. Uh, but uh, looking forward to that, and stay tuned for that as uh, as the week goes on. Of course, uh, Anthony and I usually record our uh, our episodes uh, offline and then uh, post them every Wednesday. Uh, but again, with the playoffs and how exciting uh, the basketball is this time of year, I thought it'd be fun to do some, some live recording, so... We're going to be doing that here for the next uh, uh, month or two as the playoffs uh, move forward. This is really, uh, you know, it's about as good a time of year to be a uh, NBA fan. Yeah, the conference finals uh, will be very interesting. I, uh, as much as uh, Utah is trying to ruin that party, it would be really fascinating to see the Houston Rockets go up against the Golden State Warriors. That would be. Basically, uh, the dream matchup for uh, basically any neutral NBA fan. Those have been the two best teams in the NBA this season. Houston in this second half so far seems to be just uh, kind of keeping it simple, not trying to overcomplicate things, just uh, if James Harden... Uh, give him the ball if they're playing him to go right, just uh, kind of clearing out the whole floor and just letting him take that path all the way to the basket. He, uh, on one possession, was able to drive past his man, draw the defense from Gobert and dump it off to Capella. On another possession, he drove past the defense and found Chris Paul for a corner three and then uh, you know, able to get to the rim himself and finish as well. Uh, so Utah's got to figure out a better strategy defensively to try to, to keep Harden out of his sweet spot. Uh, but just forcing him to go right hasn't seemed to have worked uh, that effectively. He uh, Again, he's, he's improved that aspect of his game. He's able to go that way. And when you're shading him completely to go right, it's just giving him a basically a runway right to the rim. And he's going to cause problems when he gets that close to the basket. Utah with the basketball here out of the timeout. Rudy Gobert hands it off to Donovan Mitchell. Mitchell throws to Gobert, back to Mitchell. He'll drive left of the paint, picks up his dribble, throws it right side to Favors. Favors up top to 
Royce O'Neal. He'll cross over at the free throw line. Stops there. Tries to find Ingles on the left side. Picked off by Paul. Here comes the Rockets on a four on three. Paul will find Ariza. Fakes the corner three. Then will put it up and knock it down. Ariza with the left corner three. Cuts the lead down to two. So the Rockets trailing at the half by nine. Have already cut seven points off that Jazz lead. Mitchell with the basketball. Guarded by Ariza. Will get a Appears to be a double screen at the top. Will pick up his dribble. Tries to find favors inside. And the pass is picked off by Ariza. He'll find Chris Paul. Paul dribbles into the front court. Now at the right elbow. Now will pull it back out. Finds a cutting James Harden. All the way to the rim. Hands it off to Capella. And he slams it home. Harden holding that ball to the last possible second. Rudy Gobert committed. And then dumped it off to his big man. So we're all knotted up at 69. Ingles with the ball to, throws it right side to Donovan Mitchell. Inside to Gobert. He tries to find a cutting favors, but it's over his head and out of bounds. Houston seems to have uh, adjusted to what Utah was trying to do offensively in terms of slipping the screens. They've been able to steal a couple of passes uh, that Utah is trying to attempt to get some easy looks. Chris Paul with the basketball. Now getting a screen from Harden. We'll get a switch. Guarded by O'Neal. Is trying to get it back to Harden, but he's denied by Mitchell. Paul finally somehow gets it to Harden. Five on the shot clock now. Harden will drive right, finds Paul right wing, dribbles in, puts up a 15-footer. That one's no good. Fight for the rebound, picked up by Ingles. As we're about to hit the eight-minute mark of this third quarter, Ingles dribbling it up, throws it left side to O'Neal. Inside to Favors, he puts up the shot, no good. Good contest by Capella. The ball is out of bounds. It will remain with Utah. Capella being a major force inside there, going vertical on that uh, layup attempt from Favors, really making that a difficult finish. As uh, Crowder coming in for Favors, as Utah and Quinn Snyder realizing that that big lineup really not working. Ingles with the basketball off the inbounds. He's guarded by Paul. He'll throw it right side to O'Neal. He'll hand it off to Mitchell. Mitchell gets a screen from Gobert. Top of the key, throws it left corner. Crowder three. That one's off. Fight for the rebound. Ariza gets it over Gobert. Gobert back uh, in transition. It's a five on four for Utah. P.J. Tucker, right corner three. That one's short. Fight for the rebound. Capella, beautiful tap. Harden wide open for three. Fakes the shot. Now will step back and take it from straight away. No good. Rebound by Crowder. Crowder will jog it up into the front court. Now at the top of the key has Capella guarding him. Now will throw it to Mitchell. Mitchell, right wing, fakes the three, guarded by Harden. Good denial from the Rockets. He throws it up top, Crowder, seven on the shot clock. Crowder fakes the three, back to O'Neal, and it looks like Crowder is going to be called for a travel. Capella hyped about the defense as uh, he has done a great job switching out onto the perimeter and moving his feet. Capella really the, uh, the X factor, I think, for this Houston team. When he's playing at this level, they are tough. Houston, explosive offense, able to cut into this deficit uh, really quickly. Here's Gordon with the basketball, drives into the paint, has his shot blocked by Gobert. He kicks it out to Ariza. He'll drive into the paint, puts it up off the glass and in over Alec Burks, who just checked in for Utah. And Houston has the lead. It's their first lead since 6-5 to five of the first period. Ingles with the basketball, driving left, gets left of the paint. Throws it right side to Crowder. He'll drive in, puts it up off the glass and in over Harden. He was calling for the foul, but he didn't get it. 
But we are knotted back up at 71. Here's Eric Gordon for the Rockets. Left wing crossing over, guarded by Crowder. Again, isolating. Will fake the three. Now pass into the corner to Tucker. Back to Gordon. He'll drive into the paint. Puts up a floater. That one's good. Eric Gordon regains Houston the advantage, 73-71, to as we're about the halfway mark of this third quarter. Alec Burks pulls a straightaway three. No good. Fight for the rebound. Gobert's tip can't, doesn't go. Rebound, Gordon. He'll hand it off to Harden. Harden getting to the three-point line, and he's going to push off on Gobert as Gobert uh, is uh, raising his finger, saying, I committed the foul. Harden took offense to the contact. There was a bit of a, there was a bit of uh, some some talking there from Harden after uh, Gobert gave Harden a slap on the left arm. That seemed a little bit unnecessary then from uh, there from Rudy. Guess just wanted to ensure that the foul was called. Made it very obvious. As we're seeing 17 replays here on TNT. The refs, I believe, are looking at the replay here to see if uh, if that should be uh, signaled as a flagrant foul on Gobert or not. Again, Houston coming out in this third quarter and really taking it to the Jazz. The Rockets were trailing by nine at the half, but uh, in just six minutes, able to... Uh, not only erase that nine-point deficit, but take a two-point lead for themselves. Eric Gordon gets the inbounds. He'll fire a deep three. That one's no good. Rebound, Gobert. He'll hand it off to Mitchell. Mitchell will walk it up the right sideline, guarded by Ariza. He'll get a screen from Gobert. Gobert slips. Rockets trap. Here's a right wing three for Crowder. That one's no good. Shots not falling here in the third quarter for the Utah Jazz. Here's Harden. Top of the key will drive left of the lane. Puts up a floater to Capella, and he lays it in. Reverse style. Clint Capella running the floor and getting the easy lob. 13-2 run for the Rockets here in uh, just under five minutes. Mitchell with the basketball. Crosses over on Harden. Gets to the paint. Puts it up with the left hand. No good. Fight for the rebound. Mitchell comes up with it. Now Tucker grabs it, and we've got a jump ball. And tempers are flaring here as uh, P.J. Tucker getting in there and uh, trying to rip the ball away from Mitchell. He's all business as he tries to get right to the jump, jump ball spot. Again, a lot of easy looks for, uh, for Utah in the first half, taking advantage of how the Rockets were defending them. Uh, Houston making a few adjustments uh, in terms of uh, how they're trapping and the rotations off of the traps to try to prevent the easy buckets, really forcing contested threes out of the Jazz, where in the first half Utah was getting dunks and, and wide-open shots from, from the perimeter. And just doing s some simple adjustments can uh, can take something away from a team that uh, was had it all going as the jump ball is about to be thrown up here. 21 on the shot clock if Utah retains possession. The ball was thrown up and the ball knocked out of bounds. Not sure who it was off of. It will be Jazz possession. 5-11 to go in the third quarter. Houston leading 75-71. Jazz will inbound it on the far baseline here. Mitchell guarded by Ariza. 
trying to throw it in, having some difficulties. Now we'll get it into Crowder at the Rockets logo. Crowder, left side to Joe Ingles, guarded by Capella. Ingles dribbling with his right hand, throws it right side. Crowder, he'll drive, gets fouled, throws it up. Not able to get it to go, but he will go to the line. Crowder does uh, do a pretty good job of of catching it and going immediately and uh, getting a little bit of an edge as the defender uh, defender's momentum is coming at him. He immediately goes the other way. And as soon as he feels the bump, he, uh, he throws the ball up towards the rim. Didn't really have much of a chance of going in, but he'll get two free throws out of it. P.J. Tucker complaining to the referee that Crowder, uh, you know, just kind of made the motion that there was contact, but it seemed like there definitely was. Crowder just accentuating it a little bit, and sometimes that's what you you have to do to, to draw the foul call. Crowder lining up the second free throw, and that one's short. So he makes one out of two. The lead for Houston is now at three. James Harden will walk it up over the timeline into the front court, guarded by Ingles, get a screen from Gordon, now is switched on to by Mitchell. Mitchell again shading him right. He'll drive that way, gets all the way to the hoop, finds Anderson, left corner, fakes the three. Good contest from Crowder. Inside to P.J. Tucker, who slams it home. Donovan Mitchell just lost his assignment there, and P.J. Tucker able to take advantage and finish with a right-hand slam. Here's Donovan Mitchell with the basketball now, guarded by Ariza, gets a screen from Crowder. He'll fire the right wing three is good. Donovan Mitchell really has to get going here for Utah. They're struggling offensively. He's really their main offensive creator at this point. Uh, the Jazz need him to have a, a pretty good second half here if they want to win this one. 77-75 now. Here's Gordon, right wing, fakes the three, gets into the paint, finds Anderson, left wing three, that one's short. Rebound Burks. Burks will push it for the Jazz. He gets left lane, gets all the way to the hoop, reverses it up and in. A beautiful move from Alec Burks. Looked like he was a little out of control, but able to put a little English on the basketball. Here comes Harden. He'll burst down the lane and slams it home with the left hand. Houston's lead back up to two. Frantic pace again here in this ballgame. Donovan Mitchell uh, has the basketball. Looks like James Harden and Jay Crowder collided there. The foul's going to be called on Harden. Crowder doesn't like it. As Harden slamming it over Derek Favors there. Really impressive finish. That's the difference when uh, Rudy Gobert isn't into the ball game. Uh, the, even though Favors is a solid rim protector, Harden, you know, sees the, uh, sees the rim as a little bit more open at this point. Not really sure exactly how to look at that play there. It looked like just two players colliding. As Dante Exum checking into the ball game for the Utah Jazz. Inbounding it on the, the near sideline is Alec Burks. He'll get it into Favors. Favors back to Burks. Burks guarded by Gordon. Dribbling with his right hand. Gets a screen from Mitchell. Gets right at the paint. Finds Exum right corner three. That one's good. Dante Exum a big shot as James Harden laying way off of him, just uh, giving him that jumper, and uh, Exum making him pay on that possession. Jazz 11 of 22 from downtown, shooting the ball extremely well in this ballgame. 
Exum guarding Harden. Ten on the shot clock. Isolating top of the key. He'll fade away for three. That one's well short. Rebound Burks. He'll push it once again. Really upping the tempo is Alec Burks. Gets all the way to the basket. Can't finish, though. Favors tried to put in the tip. Can't get it to go. Rebound Harden. Harden now will push it. Drives in and gets the charge call on Exum. Exum with a beautiful defensive play. Sliding his feet and uh, getting in front of the beard. And I believe that will lead to a timeout. Dante Exum, great anticipation on that one as he draws the foul, and we're headed to the commercial. We're seeing NBATickets.com now. You're listening to Duncan Dynasty. I'm Garrett Bouguet. Hope you're enjoying this so far. It's been one heck of a ball game. Utah really getting anything they wanted offensively in the first half and, uh, you know, having a nine-point lead at the break, but... Houston really upping the defensive intensity and tweaking a couple of things to to take away a lot of the easy baskets the Jazz were getting and, you know, making Utah really earn it. And Alec Burks has been a a solid substitution in terms of just pushing the ball and and getting some easy buckets in transition. And he's had a couple of really impressive finishes as well. Uh, But, uh, you know, just having that, uh, you know, that extra playmaking, that extra... Uh, driving capability of guys like Burks and Exum, I think, will help the Jazz, especially uh, if Houston's defense is taking away a lot of those easy opportunities. You need those guys that can just beat their man off the dribble and create offense. Uh, So Utah has gotten enough of that to uh, have a slight lead here uh, in the third. I'll uh, take a look at uh, a few stats here in this ball game. As again, Utah leading 80 to 79. Joe Ingles with 19 points in the ball game, two assists, three rebounds, seven of ten from the field, five of seven from downtown. Uh, Donovan Mitchell still with just 10 points in the ball game, but he does have the seven assists, and uh, you know doing a, a good job of just uh, taking what the defense gives him. He's only taken nine shots. He's at two for four from downtown. Uh, so Mitchell, despite uh, the lack of offensive explosion, uh, he, uh, he has had a solid game. They will, uh, the Jazz do need him to uh, step it up and hit some tough shots here as uh, the defense has clamped down a little bit. Uh, but, you know, he has played relatively well. Jay Crowder, uh, ten points. Five rebounds, doing a solid job off the bench. Alec Burks has really been the key surprise in this one. 13 points, 6 assists. He's plus 7 in the plus-minus categories in his 16 minutes. 6 of 8 from the field. So Burks has done just a tremendous job. Uh, The interesting thing to look at in terms of Rudy Gobert, the Jazz are minus 8 in Rudy's 25 minutes. So, uh, you know, Quinn Snyder going pretty early in this second half to... Derek Favors at the five. We'll see how much Rudy Gobert plays a role down the stretch of this ball game. Uh, for the Rockets, James Harden coming alive here in the last couple of quarters. He's got 25 points and 10 assists, 7 of 15 from the field. Uh, just 1 of 6 from 3, but has gotten to the line for 10 of 11 uh, from the strike. Clint Capella having another tremendous ball game. He has been, uh, you know, arguably the best center in the playoffs. He's been that good. 21 points, 7 rebounds, and a block in the ballgame. Off the bench, Eric Gordon, you know, uh, 3 of 10, but uh, has given them a little juice scoring-wise. He's got 7. So, you know, both teams 
playing pretty good basketball in this one, and uh, you know it'll be interesting to see who steps up down the stretch here. 2.52 to go in the third as we are back from commercial. We're taking a look at James Harden on the screen here. As Utah will have possession out of the timeout. Mitchell, guarded by Mute, gets a screen from Favors. We'll take a deep three on the left wing. That one's no good. 14 on the shot clock. That was just not a good shot from Mitchell. Here's Eric Gordon. He'll drive to the bucket. Blocked by Burks. Beautiful defensive play from Alec Burks from behind. Here's Dante Exum for the Jazz. He'll drive into the paint. Puts up a floater. It's actually a lob to Favors, and he slams it home. Dante Exum with a great feed, getting into the teeth of the defense and feeding it to his big man. Utah's lead is now back to three. Chris Paul with the basketball gets a screen from Capella, drives right of the lane, shoves Exum, throws it left corner. Eric Gordon three-pointer is good. And we are tied now at 82. It's been a back and forth third quarter for about the last five or six minutes. Donovan Mitchell now with the basketball along the left sideline. Getting a screen from Favors at the top. Now guarded by Capella. Spins into the paint. Puts up the shot. That one's no good. Rebound Capella. Another bad shot from Mitchell there. Here's Chris Paul dribbling over to the left wing. Guarded by Exum. Crossing over. Gets to the free throw line. Backing down. Shot fake. In the paint. Looks like it should be three seconds. But he kicks it out to Mbamute. Back to Paul. Now it's going to be a foul on Exum. Good defense originally from uh, from Dante Exum. But then uh, just a little bit over-aggressive there when Paul got the ball back. So with 1.36 to go in the third, 14 on the shot clock for the Rockets. We're tied at 82 as Donovan Mitchell will take a break. He was showing a little bit of signs of fatigue with his decision-making on the last couple of possessions. Here's Chris Paul on the right wing. will face up on, on Exum and knock down the 17-footer. CP3 with a big bucket, and the Rockets now lead it by two. Exum with the basketball will drive into the paint. The lob to Favors. He slams it home. A couple of plays with the lob from Exum to Favors has worked beautifully for the Jazz. 84 all as we approach the minute mark here in the third. Chris Paul with the basketball. Gets a screen from Capella. Now gets a switch with Favors guarding him. He'll dribble out to the right wing. Now drives past him. Throws it. Mute left wing three is no good. A rebound Crowder. He'll kick it up to Burks. Burks pushing the tempo once again. Gets to the free throw line. Left of the lane. Puts it up. Nobody is fouled. Alec Burks, again, in transition, taking advantage of the, the Rockets' defense not being set. And he'll get to the free throw line to shoot two. 50.5 seconds to go in the third quarter. Eric Gordon uh, not uh, too pleased with that foul call. First free throw from Burks is up and in. So the Jazz retake the lead at 85-84. We'll have another free throw here coming. Burks, what a spark he has been for the Jazz tonight. He's a guy that uh, has a lot of talent but has just had a ton of injuries over the years that uh, has kind of sapped his potential and his ability to be a consistent member of the rotation. As here's Chris Paul with the basketball on the left wing for the Rockets, guarded by Burks. He does the sweep move and draws the foul. So uh, we'll see. I don't, I'm not sure if Houston is in the bonus yet. It appears they're not, and they will, uh, they will inbound it. Or no, Chris Paul is at the line. My apologies. So he will shoot two. Must have been the second foul in the final two minutes. 
as the first free throw is no good off the back of the rim. 42.2 seconds left in the third period. Utah clinging to a two-point lead. Chris Paul's second free throw is good. 86 to 85 now. Let's see if Utah is able to uh, get a two-for-one here. 38 on the game clock, 18 on the shot clock. Burks getting a screen from Favors. He'll pull a three from the top of the key. No good. Rebound Capella. Here comes Chris Paul. He'll push it. Throws it right wing. Gerald Green three. No good. Rebound Burks. That was a quick shot from Gerald Green. I assume trying to also get the Rockets a two-for-one, but really didn't. There's only about a half a second differential. So Utah will get the last shot here. and Rockets probably could have created something better on that last possession. Burks will drive into the paint. Gets bumped by Mbamute. Kicks it out. Exum. He'll drive into the paint. Loses the basketball. Picks it back up. And that will be the end of the third period. Exum thought he was hit on the head on that play, but at the end of three, the Utah Jazz lead 86-85 over the Houston Rockets as uh, we've got just one quarter left to play. Can Utah knock the series back up at one as we're heading to commercial? Or can the Rockets take a commanding 2-0 series lead? It'll be very interesting to see uh, you got to love what Utah has done in this ball game. They uh, they made some really interesting offensive adjustments that got them some some really easy looks and and uh, got them a, a 50 plus point uh, opening half. Uh, in the second half, Houston clamping down a little bit and cutting what was a nine point deficit down to a one point deficit. Uh, so Houston, uh, you know, upping the uh, the intensity a little bit. And uh, really, whoever uh, wins this quarter will likely win the ball game. So it's anybody's guess, but uh, certainly it's been entertaining. Hopefully you've been enjoying the broadcast. Uh, again, this is Duncan Dynasty. I'm your host, Garrett Bouguet, uh, doing a solo uh, episode this week. Uh, last week I had uh, my co-host of the show, Anthony Brown, with me. We did more of a uh, more of a TV play-by-play, which uh, he'll be back in a couple of weeks. Uh, he'll be available for a, on a Wednesday night. Uh, we might be doing a... Uh, an early uh, conference finals matchup or either that or a, uh, a game seven potentially in, uh, in either the, any of these uh, conference semifinals. Uh, so uh, stay tuned for that. But uh, this weekend next, I will be, uh, I will be doing solo uh, sort of radio play by play and giving my thoughts on all the, the series and the, in the games as we go along a couple of, uh, uh, series from the first round that I uh, didn't really get to talk about too much. Of course, the first round is over at this point, but uh, the series, uh, you know, with the team that's uh, involved in the game we're, we're watching here, uh, the Utah Jazz knocking off the Oklahoma City Thunder. What a crazy series that was. I actually picked the uh, the Thunder to win that series in seven, in large part because of the home court advantage they had Honestly, whoever had home court in that series, I was probably going to pick. I thought the series was that close. And it really ended up being uh, quite a close matchup. Uh, The Thunder struggled early on in that series and got down 3-1. I think in large part because their defensive strategy uh, was not very good. Uh, You know, I talked about teams against the Celtics and how they've kind of just, uh, you know, respected the the players on the opposing team a little bit too much and sent too much help, sent too many double teams, which opens things up. Uh, They treated, uh, you know, the Thunder treated Ricky Rubio like he was a superstar scorer. 
Now, he certainly improved his jump shot. He's a capable scorer, but you got to make Ricky Rubio beat you offensively. The Thunder continually double-teamed him, which opened up his greatest strength, which was his passing, and he really uh, picked the Thunder apart early on in that series. Uh, but, you know, as the as the series wore on games, especially the second half of Game 5, which was a crazy game, by the way, uh, the, the, the Thunder were trailing by 25, came back, and uh, ended up winning the ball game. But in large part due to the fact that their defense just got a little more conservative, made the, uh, the Jazz players beat them over the top, and they weren't able to do so. And they also uh, were led by Russell Westbrook shooting the ball extremely well. I'll talk more about that series as, we, uh, as we're now back. I'll talk about that at the next commercial break. Utah has the possession to start the fourth quarter going from left to right. Jay Crowder with the basketball now. Ten on the shot clock, guarded by Capella. He'll fire a deep shot, top of the key. It's good. I think he might have had a foot on the line. He's complaining he was fouled as well. Jazz lead it now, 88-85. to Crowder playing very well. Four for nine from the field for 12 points. Chris Paul throws it up top to Mbamute. He'll hand it off to Gordon. Double screen, fakes the three, gets into the paint. Floater over Gobert. No good. Capella with the tip. That one doesn't fall either. Rebound Mitchell. So Mitchell, after a short about minute and a half break at the end of the third, is back into the ball game. Here's Burks with a basketball again. Switched out on Capella. He's going to try to take him. Crosses over. Free throw line jumper. No good off the back of the rim, but a good look there from Burks. Chris Paul with the basketball top of the key gets a screen from Capella. Drives right of the lane. Right elbow jumper is good. Chris Paul knocking down the shot. And the lead for the Jazz is back down to one. Royce O'Neal, Mitchell, Crowder, Gobert, and Burks on the floor for the Jazz. Here's Mitchell with the basketball. Right wing O'Neal up top. Mitchell, three ball. No good off the side of the rim. Gobert not able to get the rebound. Picked up by the Rackets. Here's Chris Paul pushing the tempo. He'll get over to the left wing. He'll fire a three. That one was off the mark from the get-go. Rebound Gobert, who hands it to Crowder. Crowder will jog it up into the front court, getting a screen from Gobert. will dribble over to the left wing, up top to O'Neal. O'Neal looking for Gobert, not able to get it to him, hands it off to Crowder. Crowder back to O'Neal, left wing, guarded by Capella. He'll hand it off to Burks. Burks gets into the paint. Right-handed layup off the glass over Capella is good. Alec Burks, aggressive drive once again, paying dividends for the Jazz. Here comes Gordon coming back at Utah and he is fouled on his reverse layup attempt. He'll go to the line for two. It's interesting here, too, that they have uh, the Jazz have elected to stagger Gobert and favors his minutes so that Gobert is playing while James Harden is resting here to start the fourth. James Harden, of course, a, a difficult matchup for just about anybody, but uh, Gobert especially, given that uh, he has to come out so deep that Harden's able to knock down those step-back threes and his ability to, to finish well around the basket. Joe Ingles checking into the ball game for, for Utah as Gordon has got one more free throw after knocking down the first. It's up and good. So Gordon again cutting the lead for the Jazz back down to one as we approach the 10-minute mark here in the ball game. Mitchell getting a screen, crosses over, gets into the paint, kicks it out. Ingles, right wing. He thought about the three, now will pull it back out. Awaits a screen from Gobert. Now gets a switch on to Capella. Again, Jazz trying to attack the Rockets' center. Here's a step back for Ingles. He knocks it down. The Jazz really seeking out that switch with uh, with Capella, and so far it's been effective. 
Capella setting a screen for Paul. Paul getting into the paint. Now will dribble over to the left corner. Guarded by Gobert. He'll drive baseline. Gets to the bucket. Puts it up and in. Plus the foul. Again, the Rockets taking advantage. As a matter of fact, both teams taking advantage of the opposition center on switches as Gobert not able to stick with uh, Chris Paul and Capella not able to stick with uh, Ingles on the previous possession. As Chris Paul got by uh, Gobert along the uh, baseline. Gobert tried to pull him back and drew the foul. Capella looked like uh, he might have gotten away with uh, a bit of a over-the-back call as the ball hit off the backboard and out of bounds. It will be Jazz basketball. Nine and a half minutes left to go in the game. Utah leading 92-91. to Mitchell with the ball, hands it off to Gobert. Back to Mitchell, gets into the paint. Right corner three for O'Neal. That one's well long. Rebound Gordon. Gordon will push it up the right sideline for the Rockets. Gets a screen from Capella. Cuts into the paint. Right elbow jumper. That one's short. Rebound Ingles. Here is the Jazz pushing the tempo. Burks in the left corner. Has the ball poked away by Paul. Here comes Houston, four on three advantage. Ariza left wing three. That one's off the mark. Rebound, Gobert. Gobert gets it to O'Neal. He'll push it along the left sideline. We'll get past Gordon, left of the paint. Tries to kick it out to Gobert, but he's called for travel. Eric Gordon looked like he was beat originally, but did a good job of uh, catching up and getting his body in front of O'Neal, which forced the turnover. Fifteen turnovers for the Jazz, where the Rockets just have five. James Harden at the scorer's table. Looks like he might check in at the next dead ball. P.J. Tucker, far sideline, will inbound it in the backcourt for the Rockets. He'll get it into Gordon. Gordon will jog it up into the front court. throws it left wing to Paul. Paul gets a double screen, gets the right elbow, fakes the jumper, guarded by Gobert, finds a cutting of Bob Mute, has the ball poked away by Mitchell. It's out of bounds. It will remain with Houston. Ten on the shot clock for the Rockets. Chris Paul just probing there, finding a cutting in Bob Mute, but then Gobert able to shut off Paul and then make the uh, ensuing attempt from uh, Mbamute difficult and uh, Mitchell able to get his hands in there and poke it away. Harden now back into the ballgame for the Rockets after getting a short rest. It's interesting to see that Dante Exum checking into the game at the same time as Harden. Something the Quinn Snyder is looking for is to match those two up. As Paul with the jumper over Exum, no good. Rebound O'Neal. O'Neal finds Ingles right sideline. Now a dribble towards the top of the key, guarded by Gordon. Ingles now left side to O'Neal. Gets a screen from Gobert. Hands it off to Ingles. Ingles to O'Neal right side, guarded by Gordon. Hands it off to Mitchell. Mitchell guarded by Gordon. Gordon. Mitchell will cross over, tries to shoot over Gordon. Has the ball poked away. Ariza with the save. He gets it to Gordon. Gordon now to Tucker. Up top to Paul. He'll drive past O'Neal. Kicks it to Harden. Left side three now. Finds Gordon right side and he hits it. Beautiful ball movement from the Rockets as the Jazz were trying to cover every possible hole that the transition opportunity afforded but not able to get to Gordon. And Gordon gives the Rockets a two-point lead as we've had to do commercial here. This has been a heck of a ball game here as both teams giving it everything they have. And Houston, uh, with a great second-half performance to take a two-point lead after trailing at the break by nine. 
Utah not going out without a fight, though. They, uh, it'll be interesting to see if Mitchell can uh, can help keep the Jazz afloat here and keep them in the ball game. I mean, really, against a team as good as Houston on the road, you just have to, uh, you know, if you can give yourself a chance as the road team, be within a possession or two uh, as the game comes down the stretch, uh, you, you you would probably take that if you're the Utah Jazz. If, uh, you know, against as good of a team as the Rockets are, that those opportunities don't come very often. But going back to the, uh, the Jazz-Thunder series, you know, I mentioned how uh, the Thunder were kind of um, respecting Rubio a little bit too much early in that series. Part of why they were able to make that comeback in Game 5 was they were a little bit more conservative. Uh, and then in Game 6, you know, Rubio gets hurt, uh, but then, you know, Donovan Mitchell just goes crazy. Uh, and it was the key reason why Utah was able to win win that Game 6. But uh, they even benefited from a no-call at the end of that ball game. Paul George with the Thunder down 3, and I believe... Uh, you know, under a minute to play, had a shot fake at the top of the key for three. Rudy Gobert jumped off his feet, and there appeared to be a lot of contact. Uh, and George, uh, you know, put the shot up, hoping for the call, but it didn't come. And uh, Utah then able to draw a foul, go to the free throw line, and, uh, you know, able to hold off uh, the Thunder. But if that call is made, you know, Paul George, great free throw shooter, you know, he had a good chance of knocking down those three free throws and tying that ball game up. And you never know what happens uh, from that point forward. Uh, But the Thunder, uh, you know, with that no call, really uh, didn't have much of a chance in that game six. But, you know, you get that call, you tie that game, you somehow pull that off if you're the Thunder. Uh, You're going back home for game seven, and, you know, it's those fine margins that make the difference in a series like that. And, you know, if, if Donovan Mitchell doesn't play quite as well as he does in, in that game six, you know, that also could have been the difference. Uh, but, um, you know, give a lot of credit to Utah. I, I've enjoyed watching the Utah Jazz play all season. Uh, they don't have top-tier talent. Uh, of course, Mitchell and Gobert are great. Uh, but beyond that, uh, you know, they don't have a, a ton of talent, especially on the offensive end. Yet they're just so well coached. They're so disciplined. Uh, they play extremely fundamentally sound basketball, and uh, you know I enjoy that as a uh, as a connoisseur of the game. And it's unfortunate that you know the Jazz get through that first round series, and this has been back to back years of this. They they win a first round series, and then they don't have their starting point guard. Of course, George Hill missed the series against the Warriors last year. And this year, uh, you know, they're likely to be without Rubio for the majority of this series against the Houston Rockets. And it's tough enough to beat, uh, you know, teams like the Warriors and Rockets at full strength, let alone if you're missing one of your key players. The uh, Jazz have the basketball here. Out of the timeout, Mitchell will drive into the paint. A beautiful pass, left corner, Exum three, knocks it down. That's a couple corner threes for Dante Exum. Big shots, and the Utah Jazz lead is back to one. Exum with six points on the game, so those two corner threes is all he has, but he's played some pretty solid defense as well. Eric Gordon with the basketball, dribbling right wing, gets right of the lane, guarded by Gobert, up top to Tucker. He'll drive left. Gobert is there, shutting him off. 
moving the basketball as the Rockets here as Gordon tries to find Paul on the right side and Mitchell with the steal and Chris Paul uh, commits the foul to prevent the two-on-one break. Clint Capella will check back into the ballgame for Houston. Igor Kokoskov, I hope I'm not butchering that, assistant for the Utah Jazz agreeing to become the next Phoenix Suns head coach. That's big news, and congratulations to him. As here is a play inside for the Utah Jazz, Rudy Gobert able to get the layup. Might have been a foul prior to. It looked like maybe the foul was on Capella up top on Mitchell prior to the the finish from Gobert. Ingles gets it into Crowder on the right corner. Crowder dribbles it back up top again. Capella on the switch guarding a perimeter player. Crowder throws it to Exum. Exum drives into the paint and another foul on the Rockets. So keep this in mind. Uh, the Rockets have committed three fouls here in the last minute or so. So uh, that could uh, get Utah to the bonus pretty early on here in the fourth, which could get them the, the free and easy points that they need to stay in this one. Ingles will inbound it on the near sideline. We'll get into Mitchell in the right corner. He fakes the three, getting trapped, finds Crowder. Right wing three is good. Jay Crowder with a big shot. Back-to-back threes for the Jazz, and now they've gone from a one-point deficit to a four-point lead. Jay Crowder with 15 on the ball game. Here's James Harden with the ball top of the key, guarded by Mitchell. Dribbling with his right hand. Mitchell again shading him right, but uh, Harden able with his craft to, to get left, and Mitchell com- commits the foul. Frankly, I've liked when Exum has been on Harden a little bit more uh, than even Mitchell in this series. Exum been a little bit more physical, able to prevent those straight-line drives, as uh, Exum now, after that foul from Mitchell, is now on Harden. But uh, quickly, the, the Rockets get the switch with Mitchell. Four on the shot clock now. Harden driving left, gets bumped. One on the shot clock, not able to get it off. And a shot clock violation, a great defensive trip for the Utah Jazz. Mike D'Antoni... Asking for Donovan Mitchell's fifth foul on that play as he did get away with a little bit of a bump. So Mitchell will get the inbound and he'll walk it up over the timeline into the front court looking for the play call. He'll get a screen from Exum. Now we'll drive left of the paint. Euro steps in. Off. Oh my goodness, he slams his own miss. His floater was short. He knew it was short, but able in one motion to catch it and dunk it through a beautiful play. Here comes Harden back for the Houston Rockets. His floater over Gobert is good. Terrific play by Donovan Mitchell, and then James Harden coming right back. Harden now with 27. Mitchell crosses over, gets into the paint, throws it. Left corner, Ingles wide open for three, and he hits it. The Utah Jazz have shot lights out from downtown. And another gorgeous pass from Donovan Mitchell as the Jazz lead is back up to seven. I'm still gushing over this previous play. Mitchell in one motion catching his own miss and dunking it home with the right hand. Unbelievable play from the rookie. So Houston after... Getting right back into the ball game and briefly taking a lead here for moments in this fourth quarter. Now uh, we'll have to fight back from another deficit. The Jazz have led for most of this ball game. 
And, you know, when, when Utah can get this kind of production in, ter- in terms of three-point shooting from the likes of, of Jay Crowder and Dante Exum, if those guys are knocking down shots, that makes this team a lot more difficult to stop. And, of course, if you're getting the production as well from a guy like Alec Burks uh, as a secondary playmaker, uh, they, you know, they've gotten contributions from throughout their roster. They've, uh, you know, the, the Utah Jazz as a, as a whole have played extremely well. We're in another uh, we're in another timeout here, but uh, the first round of the playoffs was was really fascinating all the way through. The uh, the other series, of course, that was was really interesting, of course, was the Milwaukee Boston series. Not the the greatest of uh, basketball to watch, but uh, you know the fact that the home team won every game. It was uh, really a rock fight at times, and then both teams were able to pull away and and win some blowouts as well. Uh, and then you, you look at uh, the Pacers-Cavs uh, series. The Pacers ended up, I believe, outscoring the Cavs by 40 for the series and still losing just because the Cavs won basically all of the close games minus uh, game four where Bogdanovich went crazy. Uh, but, you know, the Eastern Conference first round was really, really exciting. Even the Philadelphia-Miami series, uh, that went just five was was really fun to watch. Miami brought it. They uh, they played pretty well. Philadelphia just uh, able to you know outscore them on a couple of occasions. And Miami that really their only win was through a vintage Dwayne Wade performance, where uh, I think he was ten of eleven from the field or something crazy. But taking a look at uh, some of the stats from this ball game, Joe Ingles just uh, lighting it up. Nine of twelve from the field, six of eight from three for twenty four points. Rudy Gobert with uh, 13 points and 12 rebounds. He early on was, I believe, minus 8, but now he's uh, his plus-minus is down to minus 2, so they've gone on a nice little run with him on the floor. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, plus 12 in the plus-minus. He's got 12 points and 10 assists, really doing a good job of playmaking. Just 2 for 7 from the field, but again, and Mitchell, I think, has played a, has, has played a really terrific ball game. Uh, Jay Crowder, 3 of 6 from downtown for 15 points, uh, 6 rebounds, doing a great job. Dante Exum hitting 2 of 3 from downtown. And, of course, Alec Burks, 17 points, 6 assists, 4 rebounds off the bench in 22 minutes. He's just been phenomenal. Uh, For Houston, again, James Harden and Clint Capella leading the way with 27 and 21 points, respectively. Chris Paul has come on a little bit here in the second half. He's got 16 15 from Eric Gordon, but just 5 of 15 shooting for Gordon. Uh, so, you know, the, the most of the players you would expect to perform in this ballgame have done so as uh, Houston out of the timeout with the basketball going from right to left here in this final quarter. James Harden with the ball, top of the key, crosses over, gets left of the lane. A beautiful pass, right wing, Chris Paul, 3 off the back of the rim, no good. Tip in by Harden, he can't get it, rebound, Crowder. Here comes Crowder pushing the tempo for the Jazz. He'll throw it left side to Ingles. Inside to Gobert. A beautiful block by Ariza, but it's going to be a foul call. It looked like he might have gotten that clean as uh, he timed that perfectly, but uh, might have gotten Gobert's wrist. We'll have to see the replay. Gobert, able to just shield Harden, gets wide open. And boy, oh boy, that looked pretty clean, especially initially. But the follow-through, Ariza did get Gobert's arm. But the initial contact looked like he got all ball. First free throw from Gobert is off the back of the rim, no good. 
521 to go in the ball game. Utah leading it 103 to 96. Gobert trying to make it an eight-point game. Second free throw is up and good. 104 to 96. 520 to go in the fourth. Here comes James Harden. He'll walk it up into the front court. Guarded by Exum. Utah switching every action. Now Mitchell on Harden. He'll step back for three. That one's an air ball. Donovan Mitchell doing a good job of getting on his left-hand side and making Harden uncomfortable on that jump shot. I think that's one of the reasons they've been shading him right also is to make sure that they can contest those step-back threes, which they've done a much better job of as opposed to game one. Mitchell guarded by Ariza. He'll get a screen from Exum. Now crosses over on Harden, gets into the paint, tries to find Crowder, has the ball poked away, gets inside, and he's fouled by Chris Paul. The Rockets getting their hands all over the place and uh, getting that deflection early on, but Mitchell able to recover and then draw the foul. Good patience there from the rookie. And uh, just like this, uh, you know, with a couple of free throw makes, the Jazz could extend the lead back up to 10 as we see uh, some of the Avengers characters under the basket here. Captain America and Hulk. I believe that's Thanos as well over there. Donovan Mitchell's first free throw is off the back of the rim, no good. So a couple of um, potentially costly free throws here for Utah. Uh, Houston is a very explosive offense. They can make up an eight-point advantage pretty quickly. you got to get these easy points if you can. Second free throw is good. So now the Jazz lead is up to nine, 105-96. to 96. As Exum pressuring full court on Harden. 13-2 run for the Jazz. Harden dribbling between the legs at the top of the key. Pushes off on Dante Exum, and they're going to call a blocking foul on Exum. He is not happy with it. Again, it appeared like he was uh, able to correctly predict what direction Harden was going to go on that drive. Took the hit right to the chest, but they call it a block. Four fouls now on Exum. Chris Paul inbounds it to Tucker. He'll hand it off to Harden. Harden getting to the free throw line. Now back to Tucker, left wing. Crosses over on Gobert. Tries to finish over him and can't. Rebound Exum. Gobert with a great contest on that layup. Here's Mitchell. Left wing. Ingles three. He's got another. Joe Ingles has been absolutely on fire in this ballgame. And that will lead, I believe, to another timeout by the Houston Rockets as the Jazz extend the lead to 12. Gobert with the defense on one end, Ingles with the three-point jumper on the other. What a gorgeous sequence for the Jazz, and uh, they're putting themselves in a great position to get the split on the road and uh, go back to Utah in uh, in a great position with uh, now they would have home court. But, uh, you know, obviously there's still plenty of time left in this ballgame. But, you know, the more I think about how the fact that they've allowed James Harden, uh, you know, to just drive right whenever he wants, uh, you know, the obviously it's to try to take away that left hand, which he's good at the left hand drive and finishing that direction. But, uh, you know, the more I think about it, the more I realize, yes, they're, they're trying to take away the step back three as well. Uh, because if he's trying to step back and the defender's already uh, on his left-hand side, you know, he's shooting with the left hand, so the defender is right there to contest it. 
Uh, so, you know, perhaps even though you're giving up some some drives, some straight line drives to Harden to take away those those threes that he's been living on all season uh, might be worth it. So uh, Utah making some proper adjustments here in game two with some time to uh, some time to game plan. And so far they've paid off. And also, you know, it's been a great shooting night that uh, that obviously has helped as well. Houston with the basketball now. Joe Ingles, 7 of 9 from downtown of this ballgame. Here's Harden, gets a screen from Capella. Pull up 3, that one rattles out. Rebound Tucker, though. He'll kick it out, Paul. Paul drives to the free throw line. Left corner, Tucker, back to Paul on the left wing. Guarded by Crowder. Crowder will shade Paul to his left. He'll get to the free throw line. Fade away over Gobert. That one's no good. Fight for the rebound. Capella tipping it. Can't get it. Rebound, Crowder. Again, another great contest from Gobert on that jumper, and Paul has uh, has struggled with that mid-range shot so far in the ballgame. Mitchell awaiting a screen from Ingles. He'll get a switch, and now he's got Harden on him. Ten on the shot clock. Mitchell will back it out now. We'll take a head start. Gets all the way to the paint. A beautiful block by Capella coming over. Here comes Houston. Chris Paul right wing to, to Tucker back to Harden. His three is good. James Harden finally getting one to go from downtown, and now the lead is down to nine. Utah 108, Houston 99, 320 to go in the fourth. Again, Utah trying to get a switch with James Harden. He's, they've got it now. Donovan Mitchell with the basketball. Let's see. He'll go full steam again. Left elbow jumper off the rim. No good. Fight for the rebound. Mitchell grabbed it, but then couldn't get it to go. Rebound Ariza. He'll hand it off to Harden. An odd play there. As most players seem to stop. Here's Harden, guarded by Exum, gets into the paint, left-handed floater, no, gets his own rebound, and we're going to be, it looks like uh, it's going to be an offensive foul on the Rockets. James Harden not giving up the basketball. And uh, Jay Crowder taking exception to that. Oh, it looked like, yes, Harden on that rebound, pushed Exum off. Also, Kicked his leg out a little bit to create a little separation as well. So Utah with the basketball leading by nine. And it actually, actually it's, it's going to be a loose ball foul. So I guess it was on the rebound. So Exum at the free throw line. That's the fifth foul on James Harden as Exum knocks down the first. So the Jazz lead back up to 10 as we're under three minutes to go in the ballgame. Looking at uh, other foul trouble for Utah, three guys with four. It's Gobert, Mitchell, and Exum. For Houston, Harden with five, Capella and Paul with four. As uh, We've got a foul on that free throw miss. And Houston will go back down and shoot two. Looks like Chris Paul was fouled there. So Paul, at the line, we've uh, we've had a carousel of free throws here in the last minute or so as he knocks down the first, 109 to 100 now. Utah's got to make sure that they uh, they continue to run their offense. You don't want to 
get to the point here where there's still plenty of basketball left as Paul knocks down both. Uh, you don't want to start uh, trying to run out the clock because that generally leads to poor offense and not good uh, shots. Crowder with the basketball guarded by Harden. He'll hand it off to Mitchell. Mitchell will get a screen from Crowder. Now Harden switches on him. He splits the double, gets into the paint, puts the layup up and in, and he gets it to go. The Rockets were looking for a travel, but it looked like there was a deflection. Guy got his hand on the ball, which allowed Mitchell to continue. Here's Paul as it's going to be a foul on Donovan Mitchell as Paul uh, felt the contact and swung the arms. It's going to be a sweep-through foul, but it, so it won't be three free throws. But again, Houston in the bonus, so he will shoot two. Not a good foul there from Utah. Again, not only giving uh, a really good free-throw shooter in Chris Paul a couple of easy potential points, but the clock stopped as well as the first free-throw is good. Second free throw is up, and that's good as well. So 111-103, Utah with an eight-point lead as we got a full-court press from the Rockets. They'll get it into Exum. He'll push the tempo, gets all the way to the bucket. Looked like he was fouled, but the ball is thrown off of Exum. That's what Chris Paul is saying. Referees are going to discuss... We're not at the under two-minute mark, so they can't look at the replay, so it's going to be up to the officials. It looked like Exum got hit on the arm as he went up, which which caused the, the loose ball. And then Paul, as he's going out, tries to throw it off Exum, but it might have missed. The ball might not have actually hit Exum. If it did, it just grazed his his jersey. But Houston gets the basketball anyway, so they call it off of Exum. Here's Paul dribbling it into the paint, kicks it out. Tucker, left wing three is up. That one's no good. That was a big miss for the Rockets. That would have cut the lead to five as Utah will break the pressure and Mitchell gets it over the timeline into the front court. Two minutes on the game clock, ten on the shot clock. Mitchell guarded by Harden, now will isolate. On the left wing, will dribble left, step back, three is up, and no good, a rebound, Tucker. Tucker gets it to Paul, who hands it off to Harden. Harden will dribble left, gets left of the paint, drives in and draws another foul. That will be the fifth on Dante Exum. So Harden will get to the line and try to draw the Rockets within six here. It's a little unfortunate that this game that uh, was beautifully played on both ends for, uh, you know, about 45 minutes has been, uh, you know, kind of messy and a free throw affair here in the last minute and a half as Harden knocks down the first free throw. Second one is up and good as well. So 111-105, both teams with two timeouts remaining. Let's see what Utah can come up with on this possession. Here's Mitchell with the basketball again. They get the switch with Harden. They've been trying to attack this mismatch all game long. Mitchell, again crossing over on Harden, gets into the paint, tries to find Gobert. The pass was low. It's a turnover. Picked up by Tucker. 
He'll push the tempo. Gets over to the right wing. Hands it off Gordon. That's a three ball. That one's short. Tucker with the rebound. Puts it up. No good. Gobert with the contest and the board. And he is fouled by Chris Paul. P.J. Tucker kicking himself over missing that gimme at the rim. But again, the presence of the stifled tower causing that miss. Chris Paul, uh, you know... There's plenty of time left. There's still a minute and 20 left. They they could have gone and played defense, but Paul taking his chances with Gobert at the free throw line. Of course, Gobert, not the greatest of shooters. Shot 68% during the season, 63% during these playoffs. He's four for seven on the night. First free throw is up, and that one's short. That one did not look confident. That was uh, you know, a questionable release on that one. Chris Paul, Exum, Mitchell, and Harden all with five fouls. So some most of the backcourt players for both teams. Second free throw from Gobert is good. Big make there. Makes it a three-possession ball game. 112-105 with 116 to go in the fourth. Here's Harden with the basketball. Crosses over, gets into the paint, finds Tucker. Right corner three. That one's short. Fight for the rebound. Picked up by Gobert. He gets it to Ingles. Ingles will throw it cross-court to Crowder, who will dribble it up the left sideline. Finds Exum in the corner. He thought about the three, but now will dribble it back out. Now will drive baseline, gets to the rim, and slams it home! Dante Exum with an unbelievable finish. And the Jazz take a 114-105 lead. Chris Paul with the basketball gets a screen from Tucker. Fires a step-up three, and he nailed it. 114-108. 50.3 to go, and they're going to call a timeout. Utah, as the Houston Rockets press, denied all entry passes. As what a great play from Exum there, as uh, Trevor Ariza pressed him out high, and he just drove around him and finished at the rim. The Jazz bench absolutely loving it. But then Chris Paul, with uh, when you thought the game might be just out of reach, able to quickly get down and hit a pull-up three. Uh, so, you know, with 50 seconds, you think the the Rockets might still be able to play defense one more possession. Maybe try to go for a steal if you can. but uh, And, uh, you know, play defense one more possession and then take your chances. But, of course, Houston's got to play perfect basketball from here on out. They've got to get stops and they've got to score on every uh, every time down the floor. But for Utah, you know, you look at Alec Burks and Dante Exum getting a combined 26 points on 10 for 18 from the field, 2 of 5 from 3, 8 rebounds, 8 assists. The two of them have just been huge off the bench uh, and and really one of the key reasons. I mean, they've had great bench play all around. Of course, Jay Crowder also with 15 points in his 33 minutes. So, you know, getting 41 points from those three guys off the bench has been crucial. Uh, and then the the 27 from Joe Ingles has been fantastic as well. He's just been lights out. Seven of nine from downtown. Uh, you know, uh, tying what uh, Boyan Bogdanovich did for the Pacers in game four against the Cavaliers going seven of nine from deep. So Utah will inbound it. It's Ingles on the near sideline. He'll try to get it in with 50.3 to go on the game clock. Struggling to get in and finally finds Crowder. Crowder, guarded by Harden, gets double teamed, gets it to Mitchell. Mitchell splits, gets into the paint, gets all the way to the hoop and lays it in. Again, the pressure from Houston allowing the opening for the Jazz guards to get to the basket. 
Chris Paul letting the ball roll. He'll pick it up. 42 on the game clock. Guarded by Mitchell. Gets a screen from Tucker. Now over on the right wing. Guarded by Gobert. He loses it out of bounds. It'll go back to Utah. That might be the nail in the coffin on this game for the Houston Rockets. They trail by 8 with 36.3 seconds to go. Ball inbounded to Mitchell. Mitchell double teamed behind half court. Picks up his dribble. Finds Ingles. He's just over the half court line. He gets double teamed. He dribbles it. Throws it right side to Exum. Exum throws the lob to Gobert, but the pass was off the mark. That was not a good decision from Exum. Houston with a little life here. Harden will fire a deep three. No good. Rebound Crowder. And that will do it. The Rockets will concede the ball game as Crowder throws it up to Exum, and he will dribble it out. And the Utah Jazz have knotted up this best-of-seven series with the Houston Rockets one game apiece. A great performance from the Jazz on the road, and this series is headed to Utah. What a great game on both ends of the floor. The Jazz snapping an 11-game losing streak in the conference finals, of course, got swept last year by the Warriors. But if uh, for all of the people that thought the Jazz may have uh, just rolled over and gotten swept in this series, they had another thing coming. Utah came here to play and played a brilliant basketball game. Shot the ball well, executed, played difficult and tough defense, and really made things tough on uh, on the likes of James Harden and the Houston Rockets. So that will uh, that will be all for this episode of Duncan Dynasty. I'm Garrett Bouguet. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. Leftovers. Or the DMV. Number 97. Or house cleaning. Or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. We were prohibited by law. T plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details.